Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. But all right, hello everybody. Episode, wait, wait. Let me write this on here before the wheels get off this really quick. Okay, episode one seventy, Galen Trombley show, Nancy McDowell, Montisha Prather. Thank you. So I had to apologize to, to Monty before we got on that I used to call her Montisha Prather, and it's Montisha Prather. It is. Do people mess that up a lot? A lot, yeah. Okay, so I'm not like in the minority of like you're the only person on earth. You never just like. Just like called me out on that? Well, you know, I'm polite. You, you gotta, like, see, you gotta tell me. You gotta be like, that's wrong, Galen. Like, learn learn my name. Moving forward, we'll have that. So when I say it wrong, just stare at me, and then I'll know that it's wrong, and I'll be like going through my head. and like. You don't want her look. So, <laughs> Scorpio but, look. But, but yeah, sure, you get the Irish last name, so it's easy. I'm like, McDowell, I know how to say that. <laughs> like, it's fine. We'll roll into it. So, um, Nancy's been on the show before. Monty's been on the show before. We invited him back because double trouble. We're getting Halloween, so it's kind of like hocus pocus. Like, Woo! and you have a little bit of is that orange? It is. She's got an orange top on, so I'm colorblind, but fall action going on with the brown. So, color color uh, on on point theme. So, uh, ladies, what is what is the world been like for you guys lately since we last came on? Are you guys big A list stars now that like people are just asking for autographs and everything? Yes. Internet influencer. Influencer? Did you add that to your bio? <laughs> I did. No, I didn't, but I should. The, the, uh, do you, what, what's in your Instagram bio? Nothing. My name. That's it? I think so. Same with me. Really? My personal, well, do you have business and personal or just personal, just one? Just personal. Just one. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have nothing in that too, but my business one, I have like a whole spew of things, but it was like some people put influencer in there. But I don't think that's like, I think that's kind of a douchey comment. To be it, like, it is. Be like, because I think at that point, like, other people have to say it about you. I don't think you put that in there. That's right. right. So I, like, I say factual stuff. Like, I, you know, I'm a realtor. I host this. That's factual. But then if I said, like, I'm an influencer, then it's like. To who? Yeah. To who? Yeah. To who? Which I don't think so. I probably influence in the bad way. So, um, so are you guys, because we've already gotten to the bank stuff. So the bank stuff, we talked all about it last time. It's not as fun as just like. Talking topics, talking conspiracy theories, talking just the fun stuff. So uh, I'm just going to shoot some stuff out and then we're just going to let it roll and you guys can add whatever you'd like. Because Nancy, I know Nancy's spewing with ideas right now. Look at those eyes. She's Scorpio eyes too. Yes, crazy eyes. Um, Remember, uh, did you ever see Mr. Deeds? The Adam Sandler film? No. No. And the guy, and he was like, he was like the crazy, it was Steve Buscemi and they called him googly eyes or crazy eyes oh and googly like, eyes yep, yeah I he do. had the messed up eyes and he goes is that a he's talking about the pizza he was yeah. like is that pineapple or something like that and he like handed it up to him that's the, uh, that's the only thing that I always remembers of, of uh, the weird eyes so um, this was I talked about this yesterday I think this is fascinating to me that and if people have heard this twice I don't care I don't think you guys listened to my podcast yesterday with Matt Boar the not, uh, ghost tour guy no not, oh, yet. not oh, yet oh okay oh no that okay. was probably really interesting. Fascinating. Guy made my head spin, but it's all cool history. I'm also talking him into getting a podcast. So maybe listening to this, 
Please DM him and message him and say you want him to start a podcast about local history and history because he's very good. I have been on every tour, like twice. What's your favorite one? Dr. Beaumont's Tour of Terror. Which is over here. Yes. And is the station part of that? I believe I believe it like he wraps around like here because he was telling me some stuff. Yeah, there's I, I can't remember which tour, but the station is on one. Along with that house over there that has the cannonball in the wall? Yes. 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 But I can't remember. So he told me that there was like musket balls. The lady that let him go through there as a kid, she grew up there. And then she would just, they'd find in the dirt like little musket balls and they would just play with them like toys. And he goes, these are like artifacts from a war. And they're just like, no, no. Just like I step on them and I throw them and they're just like little trinkets from 150 years ago. But what we were getting to was that generational that the United States is only like three generations old. And that I watched a video, and I'm going to get the name right today because I wrote it down. John Tyler, 10th President of the United States. I watched an interview with his grandson. How can that be? Wild. Grandson. How old is he? The grandson. 80, okay. late 80s. Yeah, but still even. So what happened was he had the original John Tyler, 10th President of the United States, had a, had a wife and married, had kids. Divorced, married a second wife, much younger, had more kids. He was the president like the early, somewhere in the early 1800s, probably like 1830, 40, somewhere, maybe mid, I guess 1800s, had a kid. This guy's father was born in 1850. The, so the, the guy, the grandfather, the grand guy, the, uh, the kid that, the kid, the gentleman that was getting interviewed as the grandson, his father was born in 1850 to John Tyler, the president. Wow. He, rinse and repeat, followed the old man, basically divorced, married young. Had this guy in like 1920-something at the age of 70. His wife was much younger. Ew. She might have been like 40 at the time. I don't know. So this guy is like still kicking it. And his grand, his son, who's now the great-grandson, is like probably 60 right now. Maybe 65. That's crazy. How crazy do you think about that? That like the United States is that young. It was like a time warp. Did, like, did you say time warp? Did you say time warp? I did say time warp, but we're not going to go in there yet. <laughs> I was thinking like a uh, rock and horror picture show. Like... When they all do like to do the time warp the song. So, but I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> I just thought it was fascinating because you're going like three generations and you're talking like 200 and what's, what's the United States right now? Like 245 years old, roughly? Mm-hmm. 44 years old? 45? 45? 1776? Well, do you want to go when, when we were 60? like discovered? I mean. Yeah, but, but I'm thinking like the actual country because like the land has always been here. Right. Well, always, but like at some point, we're like shifted, continental drifting over all that. But then the actual United States of America has been that long, which is only technically three generations. It's 80 years, 80 years, 80 years. So, I mean, you're not having a kid at 80, but that one guy did. He had a kid at 70, and that's why we're here. So, I just thought it was fascinating. He's like, yeah, my grandpa was president before Lincoln. Imagine saying that. Like, how crazy is that? That's crazy. I just thought it was like, it blew my mind. It was like one of those things that like you don't think about, and then it hits you, and it just makes you think, makes you ponder. Mandela effect just makes you think about these odd things where you're like, is that true? And I, I find that, is there things that in your day that just stop you and it makes you like really have to contemplate like All life, time. your perception, like, like the sun. I found out yesterday I was wrong. Girl, 80 KYP went there. She dressed as Miss Frizzle. Remember Miss Frizzle? <laughs> Magic school bus. Monty? Yes. Okay, thank you. She was dressed and she had like the crazy outfits and she was a science teacher and you talk kids science facts. So she was telling me, I'm like, did you know that it takes seven minutes for us to see the sun's rays? And when she goes, it was actually nine minutes. I said, well, 
I just flunked that test, Miss Frizzle. But yeah, so nine. But like, isn't that crazy that the sun's rays are nine minutes old by the time you see them? That is yeah, crazy. That is. And you can get a sunburn from those rays. Mm-mm-mm. Like if you're down on the equator, like you're gonna burn like a like a lobster. And then like I look at that, I'm like, that's insane. How? But I mean, from that distance away, that that's how powerful the sun's rays are. And the sun is actually really small relative to a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. One of the smallest, I think. Big to us, closest to us. Not really a science girl. Really? Are you history? No. Math? Yeah. Yes. Well, you do it, <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, do you, did you, is that what you like? That was just tough, like really good in science or really good in math, but not science. Really good in math and English, not so much science and history. Why not? I was a little bored by those things. You're bored by history. Yeah. It's a big story. What, what what was the boring part of history? <laughs> All of it. Really? I just How didn't did I like... know she was going to say that? Wow. I just, you just didn't... stomped on so many... I, it's like nothing to offend anyone. Like if you like history, that's great for you. You could teach me right from the get-go because I'm a blank slate. Of what? History? Yeah, pretty much. You mean you didn't pay attention enough to like these facts and numbers and figures and times... Right. I mean, nothing. I, I can pick up like 1776 and 1492 and like the big dates. That's about it. 1812. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one, which actually <laughs> happened here in 1814. Yeah. So fun fact, it wasn't actually 1812, but <laughs> September 11th, 1814 was the Battle of Plattsburgh. And it was also the Battle of Alcor. And like, I mean, listen to Matt. Matt's incredible. He knows all this like random oh, stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. But he was like diving into some facts and figures that like, there was an underground waterway through Plattsburgh that's now built over went down like Brickerhoff street over a bridge on Margaret street and dumped out right by, uh, whatever the, I call it the glass building on Durkee street dumped out right there. Amazing. And he goes, it's probably still underground, right? but there's right. like a big culvert that it, like this water runs through. So it must come out somewhere or goes wow. into the ground and sinks in. Hmm. I don't know. See, it's interesting. Those things, but presented in a book by like a boring, no offense, by like a boring teacher in front of a chalkboard or whatever they use now. I'm sure I just dated whiteboards. Whiteboards. <laughs> Smart boards. Smart boards. Not so interesting for me. The, not, not, did, did you have chalkboards, Nance? I'm not, it's not an old thing, but I'm just saying like. The, we did. We did not have whiteboards when I was in school. I'll date myself. With chalkboards? chalkboards? Yeah. Because I was like the chalkboard and then we ended. I remember getting whiteboards when I was like in high school. I'm like, this is like next level. Wow. Because you could right. see the stuff easier. It was easier. Oh, yeah. You could wipe it off. It was clean. It was color coordinated. Right. And like, I was like, great. And then now those smart boards. I'm like, the smart boards. I'm like, why don't you just write on a, like this? But then all of a sudden, like graphics and all this. I'm like, I get it. We used to have the, uh, remember the thing that you would, you would, um, it was a clear sheet and it would take out the, the, the Sharpie, not the Sharpie, but the magic oh, erase marker. Yeah, the, and it had the light that shined down through and it projected the it up. Projection enhancer oh, thing. Yes, yes. What was that called? I don't know. There's like no. I, but you know what I'm talking about, right? A I sheet do. of paper right. and like yeah. they had a wash and, and they would spray it and wash yep. it and you'd see the smear of all like yes. this stuff all over the place. Yeah. Yes. It's like, I don't know what that's called. And teachers all had the same handwriting. They had like that like nice script handwriting. Mm-hmm. Not script, but like that like perfectly like in a line handwriting. Yeah, see, you want a poster board done, you find a teacher because they have such nice handwriting. Do either of you have nice handwriting? I do. I do not. I used to, but now with everything on a computer, I don't get the writing I think practice. My, Mine, I think mine's gone downhill a bit too. Yours is good. Mm-hmm. You write a lot. No, but I when we present checks, I'm always the one You're that writes. Yeah, the scripter. Is yes. your signature legible? It is. Is your signature legible? Not at is all. It's just like like or just a. Uh, yep. Mine's really nice. 
until I have to sign something quick that I don't care about. Like if I got to sign something and I know it's going to like last long, I did it for a stamp here. So I didn't have to like sign. I could just have a girl stamp stuff. I made sure that looked really nice. But then normal one, I'm just like, dum, 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 done. It's a very smushed. But I do like the idea of signing it where people can look at my name. Like, you know when you look at like athletes and you have a bunch of athlete names and you can pick out like one or two and like, oh, that's that player because it's legible versus just like a bunch of scribble. That's what I like. I like signatures you can read. Is that you? That is yeah. definitely me. Do you think that skill's going away? Absolutely. Because cursive is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, do they teach cursive in school? They do not. My I, mind's blown. I like I learned cursive like big time. Like because my son has like a little thing where he's, the letters just big letters and little letters, which I respect yeah. because I kind of got rid of cursive very quickly. But I still write cursive like signatures cursive. Mm-hmm. Except the big letter. The big letter always makes that. Is yours cursive? Yes, it is. The, the M is cursive. Yeah. It's just kind of just like a loopy thing. <laughs> so uh it, for people that didn't see it Monty just did her signature in the air as we expected like this whole cloud of like smoke to pop up like everybody to see this signature is beautiful um so back to minus signature back to work slightly I don't want to go dive too much into work but you guys are both very involved in the community try to be see at events see at functions see at the realtor functions which are always a blast to have but what do you, what do you guys think about with, with like events? Do you guys like that? Are you guys people people like like to go out and do that kind of stuff, or is that out of your yes. comfort zone? Did you get to learn how to do it? Do you no. get anxiety going to this stuff? I only get anxiety if I have to public speak. What's your limit in crowds? Probably ten to fifteen people for public speaking. Okay, so higher you'd be freaked out. Oh, absolutely. Less you'd be. Fine. Less the better. Yep. So one on one's perfect. One yes. on two is perfect, but four, sure. five, six, it's a little more dicey. Yes. Okay, Monty. Um, I don't really have a limit. I like. I'm a personal person, so I don't mind being out, you know, talking to people. But if I do have to speak, I would like a warning, you know, just to be prepared. But oh, so you're like off the cuff, like go. No, I do not. Did you I... get this? Okay, so you just won another award. I did. This is the year. This is the the twelve months of, of Monty here. She's just <laughs> racking up awards here. So, <laughs> Thank uh, what you. was the award you just won? So I won Businesswoman of the Year. From the woman in is it woman in business? Yes. Okay, so it's a it's a big deal. Another big award. Yeah, that was huge. Um, and did thank you, have to you. Do, you have to do a speech? I did. How was that? That was pretty good, but again, it had I had to have it prepared. But this was different because you spoke in front of people because when you were in the chamber, you were virtual. Right. Just kind of bummed because it would have been cool to like, like let that you see it in front of everybody. Been, but, yes. but still, you got the speech was good, but it would have been cool to like, it's always fun when you're there because people can be like, my day, and like dive on you and be like, what's up? <laughs> you know how that is. Well, yeah. yeah. But I, like, I text you, I think that day or the next morning and I was like, I think I yelled Monty through text, but yes. it would have been cooler to like, like <laughs> everybody just like pile on. Like, yeah. So, but how was the difference? So you like speaking in the, the woman in business one? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was nice just because y- you're just so overjoyed by getting, you know, the mm-hmm. award. So um, the chamber one, again, that would have been just a wild moment if I had to do that out in public. But yeah, I just just need it in front of me, though, just so to stay. So, so the virtual one, were you bum you had to do the virtual or would you have preferred to do it in front of a big crowd? Oh, it's a, I think my nerves probably would have been more if we were in public but after our, i would have liked to deliver it to everybody but you would have been you would have crushed it yeah it would have been like fastball down the middle over the over the fence yeah See, i think this is most people when they get like nervous about it 
Because I, I like when I go speak, people are like, "You must be great at speaking in front of crowds." I'm like, "No, I get nervous. Like, mm-hmm. you get nervous like going to events and like you get like mingle and like in my head, I'm like, I'm not even gonna know anybody. This is my thought almost to every public <laughs> thing. It's like I'm not gonna know anybody. This is me awkward. And then you show up, and you know everybody, and it's not bad. It's like the, the thing the other day, the agent thing. I saw you at both that. I'm like, ah, oh, like. No, I gotta go. Like, I'm not gonna know anybody. It's gonna be awkward, and then you go around and like you know every single person, at every, every table, and it's like it's, it's like, like business after hours. Yeah. You show I, up and you're like, do you get nervous for those? Well, you just don't know who's going to be there. Yeah, you know. So, but then once you get there, you're you know everybody. Yeah, or know enough people where you don't feel like you're awkward in the corner, being like, please talk to me. Someone just please talk to me. And then I that's why sometimes I get there and I'm like, I don't know, I'm gonna talk to Nancy. See, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> never. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm awkward if I'm sitting by myself or whatever. It doesn't bother me. Not at all. At an event. At an event, yeah. So you just sit there and like people watch and just like. Yeah. Or, you know, if I see people I know, I'll go up and and speak to them. I'm not like an introvert Mm -hmm. entirely. But it also, I'm not bothered by just. Hanging out. Hanging so if out. you if you were to go to an event and not know anybody, you'd be down just to go talk to some random person chat. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, I would. I mean, I yeah. get there, but it's nerve wracking because it's awkward. But then I... I would find somebody who looks more awkward than me. Okay. And all right. then I would and feel really cool. Along. That's yes. really that's nice. a good, yeah. That's actually really nice. That's solid. That's solid. It's like it's like when you get lined up for a sports photo and me being a small guy lined up against another small guy, so then it looked like the short guy against the big tall guy. That's also something too. Like no 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 no. Like you six foot eight person, you could stand you, there. No, could you kneel down? Tall yeah. people in the or, bed. Or, or or I'll just be like, no, I'll go up front and take a knee. Like then they don't know. How to talk. So you are. Like yep, yeah, sign me up. Uh, most of my photos was like that, or I'm at the very wide end because they usually do stuff like down like this. So then I'm like, no, I'm gonna be over here. Um, but I always find like if I always go revert back to everybody else there is probably feeling the same so then it's like everybody's nervous so i'm like i'm nervous but mike's nervous or pat's nervous or something you just go talk to him and then it's just like okay they're chill and then they're like thank god you talked to me so now we can talk and then other people are like then everybody's like well those two people are talking i'm gonna go chill with those people and next thing you know you get a whole group around Gross. you and I'm like I'm like we're good solidarity here we're all yeah. scared let's do and, it and i'm not a big like alcohol drinker, but usually one or two, and I don't care who I talk to. Like, hey, it helps. Well, right, call it, it like, does. I mean, we kind of joke like golf golf, like swing lube. Like you, you drink it, and all of a sudden you feel a little loose. And but it's like anything else. Like you like go and like I mean, you get people that think they have beer muscles and want to fight. But I'm saying get that you get that found that balance where you're just yeah. like I feel good. I don't care what I say. Right. So I think that's good. Before a speech too, that's really nice. You get a little get a little drink in you. Get a little. A little mellow, a little calm. Well, the chamber, you'd have to wait till the end. So you might as well have, you know, fun. And, that's, that's it. And, and it, enjoy yourself because it's an awesome event. Um, so woman in business, how is that? How do you guys find that right now? Um, you find that some, that's easy, that's hard? Do you find that that like, um, I had this talk with somebody the other day and he said, do you think that's easier or harder now from when you started your career? Like, like being a female in business or banking or in certain situations? Do you find that that's easier? Do you find that it's harder? Do you still think there's some disadvantages or do you think there's more advantages? I find it easier now than when I first went into the mortgage business. Mm -hmm. And it's easier because I find women support women a lot more Mm -hmm. now. And uh, equality has been in the news quite a bit. Um, I just find it a little easier now to, uh, to make a mark. I would agree with that. Um, I think that, you know, times are changing. Uh, Confidence levels are up and you just have to, you know, have that goal and go out and get it. But it's definitely easier to get to. 
Do you find there's still hurdles? Absolutely. Like what would what would be some stuff you think's more difficult? Well, you know, the good old boys club is kind of still at play in mm-hmm. a lot of different areas. It can be a little bit a little bit hard to to break in into that. Do you think but... that's generational? Do you think that's do you think that's all across the board? Do you think that that might be does it steer more old? Does it steer more like still pot like 20, 30, 40 year old? Do you think it steers more 40, 50, 60? Uh, I'm going to let Monty take that one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no right or wrong. I'm not like, we're not naming people, but it's just like. Well, you... I think the younger generation, I, you might not see that as much because I think that their uh, mindset is kind of different than uh, what it was when their parents were growing mm-hmm. up, let's just say, per se. Uh, but I think it's of the older generation, but I think that and nothing wrong with that, uh, that it is kind of moving out. I always find, because the reason I've had some, some females on, and they've mentioned, and obviously not being a female, like I kind of like look at it, and, and me, I, I deem, I'm 30, but I, I grew up with sisters, my mom, I grew up like, so like to me, it's just I've never, like all the girls that work here, pretty much most of them are female, and I just like I work with a lot of females throughout, so it's, sometimes I don't really see it, like to me, they're like my peers and we're just kind of all in the same we're like I don't look at them any different it's like hey we gotta do this job let's get the job you're really good let's make like let's work of together course. and I don't look at it being like I don't value your opinion because of uh, male or female or I, like and eh, you're not you, you shouldn't be in this conversation because this is not something and I'm like in my head it's like no you're good I, let me hear your input on it and I don't that's why I'm always I think sometimes I'm when I hear stuff and I that's why I always like I'm you know, I always try to bring people on and try to learn, not like you guys specifically, but just people. And then you kind of like try to learn from stuff and see different points of view is like, is it a problem? And then I kind of look at both of you as I would deem high, high level, confident business people in the area. Then I look at that. It's like, do you guys find that? And if you're like, yeah, then it's like, okay, there's, there's more to it. Cause we don't, you know, I don't live it every day. And it maybe there's stuff that, um, you know, I'm either oblivious or naive to, but then I also, in my mind, it's like, I always look at people are people, so I just kind of try to treat people normal, and it's like I don't really. You don't like, see that, but a, a lot of. But people do. People do. Yeah. Um, we have a good support group. I mean, I have Monty. Mm-hmm. We're we have like a hotline. Pretty much. Um, we also, you know, there's Jim Snook and Kent Backus. They're highly supportive of us. We have such Absolutely. a great team. We just all work together, and and really helping people is is the end goal for all of us and yeah. i can speak confidently knowing that about montisha knowing that about jim and kemp yeah i because i think it's like in, in anything like i'll take like Blair Banner group they have like the slogan it takes a group but i always think like it's a team like i always i'm i'm very big on other people because it's mm-hmm. like you know and i i try to you know even if i might come up with an idea i try to give it to somebody that i think is going to be able to run with it and put their spin on it and i hate micromanaging like I, I give an idea and I'm like, listen, I micromanaged you getting into this position, meaning like that's what I focused on. And then I just, now you're good. Like, here's your job. Here's your task. Here's whatever. Like you put your spin on it and make it better. And, and I think having that confidence in people, at least for me, goes a long ways. I'm sure. Is it probably the same at, at community? You guys are like, give it to the person that you know can, can run with it. And then just say like, see it. Like, I, like meaning in a good way. Like I want you, you go do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to check in and see whatever you, every I that's dotted or every T that's crossed. It's like, I just want to see the product. You know what the vision is. Let's make it happen. So I think the people that, you know, give us, and I'm making air quotes that give us stuff, they know it's going to get done. Right. Like Jim and I work super close together. He knows if he gives me a person to work with, it's getting done. 
Yeah. It's the trust that we have in each other mm-hmm. and the trust that Kent and Jim have in us in order to, to do a good job. And that does that stem down to like the, maybe the, the people that are newer, the people that haven't been there as long? Do you guys kind of the same thing? Do you guys delegate a lot down or is it um, kind of like... I have a couple people in the branch that are super helpful to me with you know loan funding and, and certain things that I have to do in my day. Super supportive. Um, we're a high volume branch really mm-hmm. all across the board, whether it be mortgages or opening a checking account. I can't really speak to the retail side much. I, I have an office in the back of the building. I'm pretty much by myself 40 hours or more a week. Um, but you know, everybody has a job to do for the common goal, I think. And I think that we have a lot of uh, seasoned uh, employees throughout the bank that when individuals are coming on uh, with us that, yes, they get the proper training and there's always ongoing training, but uh, individuals really care about the growth of their uh, you know, co-workers. So there is always somebody there to step in, to show somebody, to explain something. Nobody's ever left in the dark. And I think that that is very uh, huge. It, are, do you guys have a pretty extensive like onboarding process and like bringing someone on and like training and mentorship and I'm not quite sure because I've been there like 11 years and I'm I'm not you're you're, right. you're that I mean so like you're the mortgage I'm yeah. the fossil of the group the fossil <laughs> you're very Hardly nice like Nancy. very nice like uh stegosaurus or whatever you want to <laughs> triceratop yeah um the so but bringing people on like I because we're bringing people on and one of the things I'm focusing on a lot more right now at least in our business is focusing on operations and systems and um and i found that and i've had this conversation and i've had this ongoing conversation in my head which if you guys can believe i talk in my head even more than i talk outside so but it's the idea of like the the fun stuff of real estate which is like the flashy stuff of like going out and seeing homes and dealing with people and going to events and doing all that stuff which is the fun 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 like but what people don't see is probably for every hour i do that there's 30 hours sitting here in a room by myself looking at paper looking at a computer thinking and and I've done even more of that lately where I find that I've lost like this is fun so I get to do this I get to go out to some events but I find that there's my day-to-day is more like in here but I look at it as I'm taking almost a step back in my business or in my personal to move the company forward but it becomes a lot of like checking like systems and thinking and processing and trying to get stuff done that may that people will never even see but it it makes our business better so then it goes out and but again it's not the fun stuff but it's stuff that needs to be done do you guys find that you try to balance that do you find that there's times where you're like like if i took a 40 hour work week or 50 hour you guys were going 40 hours but like 50 hour work week or whatever do you guys find that we might see the fun stuff only a few hours, like at the after hours or doing this and kind of stuff. But then it's like for every one of these, like, well, I've been in my office for seven hours grinding on a bunch of stuff you will never see. I just told Monty that, that earlier, like, I rarely leave my office. I'm just, just like a field trip. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Really yeah. I was like, this is exciting to, to go and do something different for yeah. a couple of hours because I, I work usually 730 till f- between four and five most days. Yeah. And then, like I said, I know, I know you don't just cut it off. Like you, you guys are, I don't, I think any higher achiever, like unfortunately it's the time we're living in, but you work comes with you at times. You try to separate it, but so like, I, I know like you're not four thirty and done. I know you're four thirty. Eh, yeah, I still have my phone that I get yeah. my work email on so I can, and that's actually really nice. People have said to me, wow, you answered me at six thirty PM. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's okay. 
and it really is okay it's it's uh, some you know people have the same work hours that i do so i have to be a little bit flexible in how i and in, in the times i can get back i can't expect everybody to take a phone call from me between seven thirty and 4 when they're working from those times do you find that that's hard always being connected it's hard to turn it off mm-hmm. so even when i go on vacation like i was in maine with my laptop how often do you think you're, do you have a system when you go on vacation, like what you do versus, so for example, when I went on vacation last year, I did 95% of my work between 5 a.m. and 6.30 in the morning. I got up, made coffee, kids were sleeping. I was ripping through emails. Most of my stuff that would be calls at that time resorted to emails. So mm-hmm. instead of calling someone, I would just email them. And then I was like, do, 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 done, shut it. Anything that came in throughout the day, it had to be like, I would pick and choose and luckily the, you know, the girls can help me out here too, but it's, you know, that was my system. Like wake up early before anybody's up, get it out of the way, have the day. And if anything comes in, it's very, very like sporadic. And it's not that usually not usually something I could do the next morning. So I typically set everybody up when I'm going to be gone and I'll say, you know, Jim can cover for me. And Jim was great when I was gone to Maine and Montisha can cover for me. Um, a little bit harder because she's not right at my location, but super, you know, Monty and Jim, super willing to help out. Um, Community Bank is very proactive in take the time for yourself. So that's nice. We have a super awesome employer. What about you? I would agree. Um, well, same thing. I would have to turn it around um, to uh, someone in my branch to help filter, you know, any phone calls or inquiries that are coming um, into the branch. But again, um, on my uh, vacation days, you kind of want to know what's going on. So sign on for a certain amount of time, like you're saying, and then, you know, put it down and and go enjoy your day. Do you guys get stressed out if you're out out of touch for a little bit of time? Absolutely. So like more than like a couple hours or a day where you're like, I feel like I'm missing something or something's not, no, I got to be involved in it. So I can go and have fun. But then if I check something and if I check my email and something isn't quite right, I'm like, oh, does that that weigh on your head most of the day? Of course it does. I don't think we would be where we are without that, that kind of connection to our, to what we do and to the people that we want to help. Yeah, I, it's something that I've had to work on. I, I got like I get anxiety when like things are just like ah, like and there's stuff going on, and it's like trying to shut it off and trying to, like I said, go home and block out everything and hang hang out with the kids, knowing that like stuff is coming in or this issue's there or like I got a notification. So I actually am diving in. I've been really into productivity lately. I got a whole book I'm going through right now. It's fantastic. It's a really good book. With the, I'll show it to you guys after. But it's but there's certain things that I've had to like go through and hack for myself to kind of give me time back. So. Like some examples, my phone is on do not disturb, I would say 90% of the day. Meaning like if you call my phone right now, it's gonna go to voicemail. And it's not because I don't wanna answer it, but it's a distraction to me. And you typically, if it's important, someone will leave a voicemail. And then I just check it and I get back to them when, you know, when I deem that's my returning call time. And then my emails, this is an absolute game changer. I have an extension on my email. I pause my inbox, probably 90% of the day my inbox is paused. Meaning emails are coming in, but I don't see them. And then they'll all come in at one time. Because typically the, when those emails come in, I can get through them in about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like delete, delete, shift, shift, read, store. Like you can go through. But in my mind, when the email shut off, it's kind of like not having your phone. If you know you don't have your phone, you can't check it. So my thing is if I know my emails physically can't get through to, to 
get into my, my vision, I don't worry about it. And then when they do come in, it's very quick to go through. So I can take that, that lack, like distraction of like, oh, I'm looking at an email, oh, two more things came in, I did it, next thing I know, I just wasted 10 minutes going back and forth now to get re back into thinking or re back into whatever mode. So, and most, most emails very rarely are like, have to be done. Like if it's a true emergency, someone will pick up the phone and call you or text you or whatever. So I find that most stuff as it comes in, at least my business, most stuff like email wise, if I pause it for three or four hours and then I look at it and go to do it's usually fine. So usually I pause it from like evening, like eight o'clock the night before to like 10, 11 the next day. So I don't see an email and they all come in and then I just filter through them in about 15 minutes. But I've had to do that because then it allows me to focus on stuff I have to get done. So I don't feel like pressured. I'm, yeah, because then it's like I said, if I see it in my inbox and it's there, then it's like drags you in and you're like, ah, like I gotta get, like you don't have to, but do you feel that urge? Because like I, I think we're all the same. It's like you wanna get stuff done, but if you see it, then it sucks you into doing it now versus saying, no, I can do it in two, three hours. I'm terrible at that. Like if I see it, it's like, I just want to get back down to zero. Mm-hmm. So do you guys, is that something you guys like that or no? Like you could let something hang out there all day and then take care of it. Or do you like, no. yeah, this annoys me. I, yeah. could, I could not do that. There are, there are some things I need. If I get that little red exclamation point in an email, I need to look at that. I need to know what's going on. And if it's something that can be addressed, I have to take care of it right away. Yeah, it's different. Everybody's different. I just like I'm like thinking of stuff. Like I always try to grab people's ideas. Like anything work for you guys? Because that was that was a problem for a while. Like for a while. Now I find like I'm a little more like, whew, I can take deep breath and not feel rushed throughout the day and have a little bit more like presence day to day in what I'm doing. Like I can sit there and I can just focus on this, knowing I don't have things popping up. And I mean, I'm like everybody. You see your phone and stuff, but I try to like not look at my phone. I try to like if I'm in a meeting, try to like okay. This is the meeting, then to the next thing, and check it in between, or check it like when I designate times to check it. But it's, for me, it's just to have a little bit more presence in day to day versus just feeling like do do do, like go go go, and the next thing you know, your head's spinning, and you're like, it's eight o'clock at night, and I'm exhausted and going to bed, and then you wake up and you're back in that vortex of just like do 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 do. So I understand the process, and it's great. Yeah, I just it's I, tough. Like I've, I'm like I'm actively trying to like focus on it. Right. That's the only reason why it's like, like I'm putting effort into it right now versus like passively doing it. Like I'm like. Okay, well, like I deleted apps from my phone the other day. Like anything that's like a couple things I have to keep because of work. But like I got rid of TikTok. People like, got rid of TikTok. Like I don't really check TikTok. I've but. never been on it. It's so much fun. You did But it is that. a time sucker. Like you'll look, you know, you'll start looking, watching these videos and they're funny. And then you'll look at the clock and two hours have passed. Because each like, video is like what? 15 to 20 seconds or 30 seconds. They're not that long. Yeah. Yeah, I no. Know. It's don't it, do it. Don't don't well, get sucked. In. I never got dra- never got dragged into it, but I deleted that. I deleted Twitter. I deleted the only thing I haven't deleted main ones are like Facebook and Instagram because of like yep. business. Mm-hmm. I just like I need it and I like it's part of my it's portion of my job. But then like I was like I watch YouTube more than I watch TV. So like I have YouTube on my phone mm-hmm. and I don't want to give that up because that's like I learn a lot through it. And then sometimes that's like escapism like late at night when I'm just like dead tired. Like I'll watch a half hour of just random YouTube videos that are like inter- mixture of entertaining and like learning something, but it's good. Like I, so that's fine. But I'm trying to find like ways you're not losing time, and I don't know. It's always a struggle. I just didn't know if you guys had like really something concrete, or maybe you don't struggle with it. So Montisha has seen me struggle, and I'm I'm lucky to still that she still wants to be my friend because there is huge anxiety. She's in, like in, one of my best friends. Yes, love her. BFFs. Good best friend to have. Yep. Yeah. Um. I'm very driven by my calendar. Mm-hmm. So all of my appointments go on my e-calendar at work. Um, 
in between those appointments, that's when I designate my phone calls. I check emails in between. Um, I'm on the go. Like, my brain does not stop at work. Montisha can attest to that. I would agree with her because <laughs> when Nancy sits down at 730 to when she leaves, good luck trying to get her because she's like, I got to go. This, that, and the other thing. Okay, you go. <laughs> the, the, uh, well, and, well, that's the thing. When you get like, I was getting like anxiety in, in my head. Again, I'm self like coaching myself. I'm like, you're miserable right now. Like nobody should be around you. Meaning like nobody would want to hang out with you. So like in my, <laughs> no, like I've, I've done this. Like I've had this moment where I'm like, like people that I talk to, I'm like, you guys are nice for like hanging in there. Like really good friends where they like, well, yeah, they'll like hang in when you're just going like, ah, like you're going crazy. <laughs> and part of me sitting there like, as I'm saying stuff and thinking about stuff, I'm like, I really don't sound like a fun person to be around right now because you're just like, you're just like crazy and like all over the place and stressed and like, you know, I want to say really complaining, but more complaining about like myself in a day, not to complain about people. But Nancy though will come back and apologize too. And I'm like, what are you apologizing <laughs> about? <laughs> I'm really sorry. I was a crazy, crazy person. I'm really sorry. Monty. Yeah. Maybe it's and fabricated in her mind, but like your mind <laughs> just like, going like this and you're just, but that's the thing. It's like, I just felt like miserable. So now I'm like, okay, I got to, move some stuff that's not taking me away from that so that I can feel a little bit more like relaxed. And like the other day, Gina's at home and she's like, you're really happy. I'm like, I just feel good today. Like this weekend, I feel good. I got like, <laughs> stop like, like, bothering me. I'm not like all over the place. And she, I'm, and again, I absolutely love her. But the, the, I always tell her like sometimes the, uh, the, the compliments is like when well, I get a compliment from her, it's, it's like a real compliment. Cause she like, she saves them. You know, I'll say she <laughs> yeah. saves them. She saves her words. She saves her words. Like, I'll say it all day long to her, and then she'll be like, then I think I'm like, it's kind of like a, I'm watering down my compliments. But then she'll be like, she'll give me one. I'm like, yes, got one. So that was one. I was like, oh, thank you. Because I was working Four. on it. It was like I was working on it, and she noticed it. And I, like it was like a little internal, like, I don't think I said it to her, but it was like in the side, I was like, all right, good. Because I've been working on it for a while, like, to try to do it. Like, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's just, it's just like a weird thing. Because like businesses, you're so connected nowadays at just trying to, find something that allows you not to feel like dragged down through like the like where you lose your time like because like you said we're calendar driven so it's like you're task driven mm -hmm. you you don't want things slipping through the cracks so when i like i check i would say i probably check my calendar more than anything during the day mine is oh. right up on my screen like i waiting for the reminders. alert to come up yeah you have a separate screen with your calendar it's part of my email so I can see my emails pop up in my calendar over on the side. That's how I set it up. So I see all of my appointments for the day and then tomorrow and Monday. And, mm -hmm. and I try to leave Fridays to catch up on files, um, put out fires that aren't, that may pop up. Do you block out? Your, how do you structure your weeks? I try to schedule most things Monday through Thursday. Okay. Um, I try not to go in the office, and this is terrible, on, on the weekends, mm -hmm. although I do to catch up on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but Fridays are usually my catch-up days. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through each active file. I'm going to see what I'm missing and uh, do that. And, and then sometimes I treat myself when I leave early on Fridays nice. at, like, 3. Uh, what, about, what about what about your? I was like, whoa! Uh, I know. Get, get an extra hour and a half to chill at home. But um, what uh, what about your day? Like, how do you structure your day? Every day, and I don't want to say every day is exactly the same because that's a little bit boring. But I'm in a very strict routine. I get up at the same time. I leave my house at the same time. I'm usually at my desk at, within three minutes of the day before or the or the next day. Um, 
I try to schedule appointments like the day before, put them in my calendar. So I just kind of mentally plan my day around that calendar. When, uh, when you, how do you, when, what appointments are when in your day? If you're meeting with a client, if you're meeting with, uh, like me, or if you're meeting at an event, like where do you kind of, how do you structure that? I try to meet clients when it's good for them. Okay. Put that in. And then, you know, that's really what you're working. So there's a lot of work that we do behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. um, packaging our, our loans up, sending them in, um, each loan can take about an hour outside of, so I always know if I took five or six loans this week, I need to set aside six or seven hours. Sometimes the time you set aside, it does not go like you planned. You have too many fires to put out. And then I don't, I try not to feel so bad about that. And I say, uh, you know, Monday's a new day. So you're good at like, you're good at punting to the next day. Yes. Okay. If I have to. Prioritizing, I guess is the right word. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Nicole's getting very good at that. Like she's told me, she's like, I'm just, I'm punting it tomorrow. I said, great. Yeah. You can't get it done today. It's too much, like too crazy. Just like push it off. And that becomes the top thing that you do the next day. Yes. So, so like a mental clean slate back to it. That's what I'm going to do. So Mr. Kent Backus, I don't know if he's given you that advice, Montisha, but the, the thing that I take away from Kent is swallow the big frog first. Yeah. Brian Tracy. So those, those well, that's, hard, that's the, book, the yes. harder things, just get them, get them done first. So do you do that? You, are you good about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. The phone call you don't want to make. You're good at that. First thing in the morning. First thing. I got to get better at that. But that's or, the, or when it comes up so you don't stress about it overnight. Because who wants to stress and lose sleep? I don't know about you it's, guys, but I lose sleep. It's always better to do the hardest thing first because the weight off your shoulders is like, whew, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's yeah. normally not as bad as you made it out no. to be. <laughs> yeah. You fabricate in your head and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be like this. And you're like, that really wasn't that bad. And even if it's bad, then it's like, well, it's what I expected. So it's, it's yeah. like, we're it's good. Move on, right. Was it stub your toe bad or was it paper cut bad? Well, I don't know which one hurts <laughs> more. <no. laughs> well, so, so side note, the other day I was looking down. I was in the bathroom. I was showering. And I looked down and I was like, maybe TMI, gross. I was like, I'm going to, there's like one toenail that had like, not bad stuff, but like, you know when you're like sock, the fuzz gets okay. in your toenail and so you want to like pluck it out. So I'm like, I'm going to get it out of my sock or my, my, the edge of my toenail. So I went to lift my foot up and it like clipped the bottom of the toilet seat and it that corner that I wanted to like, I know this is gross, but I wanted to clean out. The, as I was literally picking my foot up, because I'm not as limber as I used to be, <laughs> picking my foot up to put on the toilet seat to pluck out, it caught, it ripped the my, my nail, that corner about halfway over. So then I had to take, the, it was like, ah, then I had to take the nail clippers out and I had... And I had to, back there, yep, uh, go around behind all the paperwork on the desk. There should be, you can grab a whole box in if you want. Okay. So as I'm coming up, I clip the toenail, the toenail rips. So then I had to take the clip, the nail clippers and cut it off, but it got rid of, it got rid of everything. So I was like, what a world. <laughs> so that was a side, that was a side thing we talked about. It was like, that was like, I ended up ripping off the toenail, which was not fun, but I guess it served the purpose, but it has, it happened literally as I was going for, it wasn't like, I was like scratching my foot I was doing something and that's what actually happened it was weird it's a weird moment but I looked at that and it was like I hurt but then I was like that's actually kind of funny because it was ironic so I know it's like a weird thing but back to the frog so so, so totally different it wasn't a frog it was a toenail but well it saved you because we're not as young so in order to bend over to do all that it would have been a process so you saved yourself yeah I mean well maybe it was part laziness too I just wanted to do it and then I guess what happened but it was probably more laziness and inability I can actually touch my toes pretty well but that was just the thing. It was like, ah, but. Believe it or not, so can I. 
even yeah. at this age. Really? Like yeah. some people just aren't limber. Like I can, no matter how, I used to stretch a lot too, but no matter how much I can still like stand up straight and wow. touch the floor. Good Maybe not first thing in the morning these days, but later on in the day, once I warm up a little, I can still bend over and touch my toes. That's my, my neck in the morning. Yeah. You kind of do this and like throughout the day, my neck starts to lose. My neck's so tight in the morning when I wake up. It's bad. Like to the point where I'm like, ah, oh, and I, I just sit there throughout the whole morning just doing these, these neck stretches and then finally it like loosens up. Do you mm. need a new pillow? Well, I think so, but I've, I've never found a pillow that's worked. I've tried a mm. bunch of pillows. I probably have three or four pillows at my house right now. They're all like good, like foam pillow, soft pillow, bamboo pillow, all these crazy things, cooling pillow. I've never found one. Like the, the, I know it sounds crazy, but the pillows, I sleep really, really, really good. And most people disagree. One minute hotel. I do not. I do Everybody's too. like, I don't sleep good. The bed suck. The pillows suck. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I can sleep like a bear in, in the hotel. I think the Hilton has good pillows and beds. Just there we a- go. They, that's fine. I like they're generic. They're like yeah. the pillows are soft, but I'll like double up the pillows. And for some reason, I just, I, I get so much good sleep. And I very rarely do I wake up from a hotel and be like, I have bad sleep. I'm like, oh, I've slept great. Wow. I don't know why, but like maybe it's the pillow, maybe because it's a soft pillow. Because they're, yeah. they're never hard pillows. That they're always the yeah. fluffy, cheap pillows. Mm-hmm. But like maybe that's what I need. A, I need a fluffy, cheap pillow because I sleep really good. There you go. Maybe my pillow's too hard. And We're on to like something. Jamming my neck. <laughs> like diagnosing, <laughs> diagnosing it. So Monty, how do you structure your, your week? Um, I'm pretty much the same. I mean, my focus uh, is learning mortgages now. Uh, but I also have other duties within the branch. Um, so it pretty much, I, I, I think I could agree with Nancy to say, um, you know, you ask the customer, what is a good time for them? As long as I'm in my office, not out, you know, doing um, business calls or anything like that, then that time will work for me. But I'm more of a 8.15 to kind of like a, a 5, 5.30 worker. Okay. So. Now, do you... Now, in, in your day, do you section your day off a certain time? Like Nancy says she kind of does Monday through Thursday. Do you section anything off? No, I'm Monday through Friday and then whatever else comes, you know. So it's kind of like the 8.30 to 5.30 is like game on. Anything yes. and everything can happen whenever. Right. So you're a little bit more free-flowing and just putting things where they right. go. But my I have different responsibilities where I'm not just, you know, focused right on the mortgages. Nancy is very uh, good because she helps both branches. And I'm very appreciative of that. We love each other. The, we yes. really do. The, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, and, and for people that know, they don't work in the same office building anymore, right? We no. do not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, but you might think they do, and they probably, which is good. You guys still like it's. You, so you talk throughout the day. We think if we worked in the same building, things might not get done so much. All right. <laughs> Strategic. It's like moving the kids in class that talk too much. You're like you're moving to opposite tables, and you're like. But my friends over there, like, yeah, but you're not going to talk anymore. Oh, that never stopped me. <laughs> yeah, just hey. move me to somebody else, right? <laughs> like, Nancy, please sit down. Stop. Just turn your desk around. Look, look, look to the back of the room, somewhere where you can't see people. Oh, Pretty yeah. Much. But I would say uh, communication is on point, and that's why it works. It works. And we've talked about, we've talked about communication, yes. actually, and how important Recently. it is. Recently. Yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. About just actively communicating? or About how we communicate with, you do this, I'll do this. If you blah, 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 then I'll X, Y, Z, kind of that kind of thing. And it works for us because there's that communication. So there's no resentfulness if I see that maybe she took a loan or she sees that I took one. There's none of that. So you're good at setting the expectation of who owns what? I think that not necessarily because we just talk it out. Like this is what we have, you know, this is what's going on. And then we just work it out and then whatever 
goes from there, but we're, would, we're okay but with. But you would take something and you know, like, okay, if Monty's going to get that, then Mo- that's Monty. I don't have to yeah. worry about it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, I can do right. the next thing. This but I, I'm more than willing to help, and she knows that. Yes. Because one of the things, like, I, I, like, I was looking at, again, like I said, like timing and priorities and leadership and trying to do all this stuff. Like, one thing I'm really bad at that I'm really trying to get better at is, like, setting expectation and accountability. Because the, the problem is, like, I'm kind of, like, a laid back, like, hey, this is what we need to do. Can you get this done? Can you get this done? And the, But I'm not – I don't like being, like, it's not done. Like, I don't like that. But it's one where not that I'm, like, a um, – like, I don't like the, like, authoritarian, like, dictator, like, do this, do this, yeah, do this. Like, no. That's not my personality. But no. I also – I think I'm too lax the other way where sometimes I don't give clear enough directions of, like, here's the deadline. This is what I want done by this date. And then, like, then keep people accountable to that date, which I find I got to find that balance where I almost have to shift more that way, but not like that that extreme. But I'm saying shift more of like, hey, here's what we're gonna focus on for the next quarter, and like in our office, like so and so is gonna take this, so and so is gonna take that, I'm gonna take this, but then we know like you're responsible for that. So then I I don't have to ask like, did you get it done? Like, oh no, she did it or he did it. I'm like. Okay, well, then I know, like, okay, you're responsible for it. I can go directly mm-hmm. to you because you're my point of contact for whatever that that is. And I find that's a little easier because then everybody knows, like, and one, it keeps everybody cl- a little more clear-headed because, like, well, there's five things you want to do, but I only have to focus on the one thing as, like, the leader of that. And, like, I just know that Galen or Jen or Nick or Nicole, they're going to do the other stuff, but then I'm focused on this task or this task. And I find that I can just, like, let it go a little bit and not have to worry about, you know, is it going to get done because, I, like, well, I don't know if they're going to be able to coordinate between the two who's going to take it. So it's just more of like, you're taking it, you're taking it, you're taking it. Or do you want this or do you want it? It's like, I want it. Okay, great. That's yours. And then, but then we know who has it. I mean, I'm saying like a task or a of project. Course. And then I can look at it and I don't feel like there's like a communication breakdown or there's like a um, confusion over who has what or is it going to get done? Because, well, I thought she was, oh, I thought he was going to. Oh, no. We're good. You're good at that? Oh, See, I'm bad at that. I get better at yeah. that. At, and it's we don't have a lot of random things right going on really it's just loan focused so and we talk like maybe probably once or twice a day and if i don't talk to you throughout the day then we're checking in on each other after hours right are you hanging a door like what's going on monty? <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> today monty was busy and i didn't know and i'm like i buzzed your office i texted your phone and now i'm calling yourself are, are you okay <laughs> what i haven't heard from you on? all day just you know, that's, yeah. we care about each other and, yeah. we, and we care about our coworkers. Yes. Um, no, I think that's good. And I think like it's, that's the one thing when you work with a, a uh, like as we grow too, it's like you start going from like a single to a more of a, a like people. Cause like I've never really worked in like an office. Real estate's a weird industry cause you're very like by yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. And then even though you're part of a, like a brokerage, you're still, most of the time people work from their home. They do their own thing. Like you might see people here and there. There's some agents in our office I haven't seen in, two years like in person or a year or two because they kind of do their thing they get us the stuff we need but they don't really come to the office because they don't it, we're, everything's so connected through you know just online and that that way and, and everything you know electronic signatures and our database and our crm and all this stuff is connected through that that we really don't have to see the person besides the fact that we'd like to see the person because you know you want to see them but um so i found now as people there's more people come to the office that we have more staff that it's like okay now we're getting thrown into more of a, like I said, a group of people, like you go and see people in the office every day. That's still semi new to me. Like every year we even added one more person. Now it's like more a person for us might be 20% more people, you know, Mm -hmm. in in the scheme of it. So trying to learn 
how to kind of office culture and trying to merge like how things get done. And like right now we're also learning about, you know, like you said, sometimes working in the back by yourself is a good thing, less distraction. So we're kind of like working through that too of like giving people time and not just like sucking someone's time, but being like, hey, do you got a minute? Which we all know is not a minute. It's going to be a 10 minute thing. But that happens and it's like, how do you respect people's time and, and set boundaries where it's, you know, I have a project to do. I need about two hours. Please don't talk to me for two hours. I love you, but I need two hours to get some right. stuff done. And that's also finding that balance point of trying to help somebody, but then also putting balance, like parameters in. Like, like one of the things I do is my Fridays, I typically don't come to the office. And like you said, my Fridays, I would say most Fridays, at least this year, I've done a pretty good job. I have no appointments on Fridays. I have nothing to do. I don't, there's nothing on my calendar on Fridays. Um, but I leave my Fridays for anything that I might want to get to or didn't get to or and sometimes it could be a file, but most of the time I try, I try not to, I try to limit that. But my Fridays, like I already know tomorrow is gonna be like me sitting down and looking through and reading and researching and doing stuff. So I'm gonna be like exhausted by the end of the day tomorrow, but it's not gonna be with like, it's not gonna be with people. It's almost like locking yourself in a room and just getting some, like a lot of stuff done. But that's how I, I break my days down because like I take one full day of like a distraction free or that might be a day where it's like I just want a day not to do much and just like it's a day off. And I can get up when I get up. I can go get a coffee. I can relax. It allows me to kind of have a slower paced day which makes up for the rest of the craziness in the week where it's just like, okay, it's a Friday. I kind of relax. It kind of – it gives me a good transition from work to like weekend with the kids which you know you see the kids every day but then there's days when you're like boom boom day all day so it's like it's a nice transition where it's like a little bit of me time where you know but you gotta like really be like like that's my time like nope block it out nope not happening nope well if you don't it's not gonna happen well it's like when people like can you eat on fridays and i'm to the point now where i can't i got got something going on and it's not it's just literally me just i like it's my time to myself but from a operator from like operation standpoint I need to be selfish with that time because otherwise stuff won't get done and then the company's never going to go to where I want it to go because it's because then I just allow anybody just to fill those spots and most of the time I do during certain days of the week but in certain days of the week I'm like nope can't do it especially with family time too it's like weekends certain weekends I'm like can't like I just want a day off with the family like it's but you got to like be hard about setting that and hardest part is the discipline because we want to be like yeah I'll do it because you're, you want to be you know responsive and you want to get stuff done for people but there's also the hard part of you know, making sure that you do put yourself first sometimes, you know, sometimes, like, yeah, that's a hard thing. It's hard. Cause like and people want to help people and then you, you, yeah. you're like giving, 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 and then you put your not giving to yourself. And then it's like, okay, well, can I put stuff in to take care of myself to make sure that I'm better for the other times when I'm dealing with people? Cause otherwise I'm running around with an anxiety all over the place and just yeah. like, it's not, hard not to say, person. it's hard to say no, I, you know, I can't, but you have to, right? Because we have other stuff we have to get done. That's, are you guys good at saying, probably not, good at saying no? Yeah. <laughs> Just no, the way no. you preface that, probably not. <laughs> no. You're like, yeah, it's there, but Like no. last Friday, I, I think I took three or four appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh. Now I didn't, you know, I didn't get to file review this week. I got it done, but. It but was, then it cuts into something else. Right. It, you like know, whether it's family, relaxation, projects, or... Work. Yeah. Usually or it's I work. Put, or like for me, it's like, oh, that cut into a weekend. Now I can't get this thing done around the house on the weekend that I wanted to get done. And now I won't get that done for another week. And now it's like, oh, next week's going to rain. And then it becomes this... So like sometimes it's like... Which is just like people stuff. It's like stuff that everybody deals with. But it's like 
mowing the lawn. Like, well, if I don't get it done today, I, I cannot do it for another week. I just know my schedules. And then like the grass can be like bushwhacked now versus just mowed. <laughs> so it's, there's stuff like that that I find that, you know, by me being disciplined and being like, no, 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 there's still stuff I'm working on, but it's like, it's like, I'm very like conscious of it right now because it got away from me a little bit this year where I was just like, like you get done the day and be like, I totally screwed that day up. Not in a bad way, but just like time wise, like I just let it get away from me. And like, it's, you know, it's like slippery slope and it's like, was like a bar of soap and like flying out of your hand or something. It's yeah. like, I can't catch it. Darn it. Yeah. But we went to see our daughter last weekend in Burlington and I left my work phone at home. Good for you. On a Saturday. Felt great. It felt really good. Not, and that's not, I don't want to insult or offend anyone, but it was really nice to have family time, even just for a day. Yeah. Or a few hours in that day. But like I look at people like you work so hard that you need to have that time. Like I think like like I think you gotta play in the extremes because I think in our business, like you go all in on the days you work and then when the days you want off, you go all in on the days you want off. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? Nope, not doing it. Like, see ya. Like my, my door's closed today, I'll get to it tomorrow. Most of our businesses, I always look at least real estate, very, very, very rarely is it an actual has to be done this second. It can get to that point in certain spots, but I think a lot of times it's that way because of a client or a part of someone that we're working with. Like, it's like, this has to be done right now. I'm like, does it? Like, like pump the brakes a little bit. Like, this is, we're not closing for another week. We're not closing for two days. Or, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, like, in the moment, people deem it being, like, do or die. And I'm like, it's really, if you really strip it down, there's very minimal amount of fires you have to put out. Like, I, I at least in my business, like, unless it's, like, an offer has to be in by a certain deadline or you have a, which is also just some random time a realtor picks out in their head. So I mean, really, is, is it really seven o'clock? Like you're actually talking about eight 30. I'll have it to you by eight 30. Like that happens, but it's like a closing too. It's like we're closing in an hour. We need to know like something right. and that's a little more hands-on, but that's not all the time. That's every, maybe, at least for me once a month, we might have something like that. Maybe twice a month tops it. So it's most times I kind of look at stuff. It's like the sky is not falling. You can wait a little bit. It's like even the emails. Like if I respond now or respond in three hours from now, it's I doubt it's really going to make a difference. If it is, then you I know you're probably going to call me. I'm going to get two text messages, three calls, and be like, okay, so and be like, Monty, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> just answer me. <laughs> yeah, just, just a yes. Just give me an emoji. People um, <laughs> smile. I'm like all right, good. or coffee, just a coffee break. Um, so apple cider, Monty. So when I so we're going to talk about this for a second. Why? Why? Because I. I got to give you crap for this because I was sad. <laughs> I, I, I emailed you yesterday. I go, what, what would you guys like for beverages? And it could be anything. It could be water. It could be coffee. It could be a little booze. It could be whatever. And you responded with hot apple cider. <laughs> and it is fantastic. And, and, then, and then the funny. Did you, are you drinking it? I, I'm, I'm sipping it. Because then Nancy goes, I'll have whatever Monty's having. <laughs> and I said, like okay. I'm that off on her. And I'm like, okay. And then she goes, hot, hot apple cider. So I told the girls, so I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This is so off the wall that it was not, ex- not that it's a bad drink, but I wasn't expecting it. And I'm like, can you reach out to Nancy and see if she wants hot apple cider? I thought you were going to say like coffee, wine, water. So I was like, easy. It's pretty general. So why It's hot? a nice fall drink that's all I that's can all say. it was just you're feeling it you're dressed yes. all you had a fall had a crisp in the air the leaves are changing that's right wow I just it was so funny if I had to pick anything I was like hot apple cider was not on my list of like <laughs> probably top 30 things I would have picked for drinks like it just was like it caught me off guard and I appreciate it it, was, it, is, it is delicious <laughs> it was no it's not a bad drink it's just like in my head I heard hot apple cider I was like that's a first <laughs> it's do you, now are you a coffee drinker 
I am, but I don't drink. So I'll have coffee in the morning, but mm-hmm. it's literally a couple sips and then. And that's all you have all day. Yeah. Until, coffee. well, then I move to Coca-Cola for uh, lunchtime. Really? Yes. I start with water. The heavy I, stuff, like the real deal? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Every day? Pretty much. Wow. You? Today I had to coffee. To you, Nancy. I, I try <laughs> to cut down on my coffee intake because I was jittery all the time. So I did have a coffee today, but usually I drink ice water. I And occasionally I've cut my soda intake down as well to maybe a Coke a week. Good for you. Regular Coca-Cola. Regular Coke. Oh, yeah. All of it. Do the you, sugar, the caffeine. Do you... Um, when you drink ice water, do you drink flavored water? Do you drink carbonated water? Or it's just straight ice and water. Straight ice water in my Yeti with a slice of lemon this week. Nice. Sometimes it's mint. Sometimes it's a berry or two. Like a, like a fit, like real mint. Yeah. Mint like leaves. a real berry. Yeah. Mint leaves. Nice. Yeah. So are you? So you're hydrated quite often. I try to keep hydrated. It's it's my new thing to try to be a little more healthy. I've put on a little weight through COVID. It's oh, I put on a bunch. I went. Phew. Uh, yeah, we won't talk numbers. Oh, I, we'll I, just I've already talked it. numbers on here. I'm actually fine. I've actually, I think I'm down. Well, because I have, I was lifting. I was trying to gain weight over mm-hmm. COVID. I had COVID. I had nothing else to do, so I'm gonna like try to get strong. I'm like, why not? Because I was little. And uh, so then I did it, and then I ended up like kind of hurt my back. And then I was like, had a friend the other day. He goes, yeah, you were, you were big. I'm like, Thank you. But that's fine. I was like, I was trying to get big, so I was like, mm. but then, so now I'm probably down like. 20 pounds from what I was at COVID, but I haven't done anything. I just like stopped lifting. So then you just like lose muscle, which is probably not the best. Um, I'll get back into it. Not, not too concerned, but um, I drink a lot of coffee though. So like the you. water. So this is what I have for water. I have, I drink that much. So which is probably what, a third of this on the day and it's flavored water. So I sprayed this like strawberry watermelon in it. So it has a little bit of flavor He's and getting uh, excited. Yeah. And, it's actually my kids, and I tried it one time. Like this is actually really good, so now I put it in almost every day. <laughs> but um, so that's why I drink. But like coffee, I had this coffee. Wow, that's a big coffee. It's twenty. It's 20 pretty. Ounces. It's pretty big. It's it's love it. I make it every morning. Um, so like my night routine, I grind the beans at night, and then the morning's ready to go. I don't grind them in the morning. I don't want to wake the kids up. But the night, that's my literally my phone at night is to grind a certain. I weigh my beans. Like I'm I'm like nerdy. Like I weigh out like proportions of stuff for coffee but then i just got this which is small and i said Dude, just give me a small because i didn't want to like go right into more coffee because i just finished this i finished this while we were on the podcast what do you drink with your dinner i have milk every night glass of milk we talked about this didn't did we i'm pretty sure we talked about milk because i would have remembered it now, yes when maybe i was a kid, we did. milk all day long i don't drink milk for dinner i don't drink I'll tell you when I drink milk. The only thing I drink during dinner is a water or a carbonated water. I like alcohol. I do not like alcohol for drinking. Nope. So no. when I go to like, if I go to a restaurant, say it's like a steakhouse, say it's like Anthony's, Arnie's, any of these places, Latitude, something like that. I will go. This is my exact drink order. I'll go. Typically, if I'm with Gina or if I'm with some friends, I'll have a cocktail, have a drink, whatever. As soon as the meal comes out, no matter what I'm drinking, gets pushed to the side. I eat and only drink water. And then when the meal is done, I get a coffee. No matter what time of the night it is. That's my, wow. and I look forward to that coffee more than I look forward to any other part of that meal. If I drink coffee after, say, one o'clock, I will be wide awake. I get like wired when wow. I drink coffee. I drink oh, yeah. the heavy stuff. It'd be, I'll drink it be eight o'clock at night. I'll go to bed at 10. Fine. Wow. wow. It doesn't bother me. I sleep very hard. I'm like a, 
I'm a deep sleeper. You are so lucky. I grew up next to a train track. I, really? We had this conversation. Me and Jane had this conversation today because one of our kids woke up yesterday. Was crying last night. Was crying, and she's like, "He cried for an hour. He slept right through it." I'm like, "I believe it." I, it, it takes a long, like in the middle of the night, it takes a lot to wake me up, because like I grew up with a train track, so like the trains would go through in the middle of the night, and I would sleep through them. I slept through earthquakes. I woke up one morning one time. I had a shelf in my like a kind of a shelf like that in my room. All the stuff was on the ground. Like a majority of the stuff, I had baseballs up there. I all rolled off. I'm like, I thought my sisters did it, and my mom was like, No, there was an earthquake last night. No, nope, slept right through it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Deep sleeper. You're super Good fortunate. Yeah. How do you I, sleep, Monty? Do you sleep well? I think so for the most part. I mean, sometimes I can go through bad, as I call it, sleep patterns, but for the most part, um, I sleep pretty well. Yeah. Insomnia is not okay. No. It's at terrible. All. How often do you guys sleep? How often? Every day. But I mean, how long do you guys sleep? <laughs> yeah, how yeah, often do you know. sleep? No, I go three days without sleeping. How many, like, how many hours a night do you think you average? Uh, like, what's bedtime? What's wake time? I, I get a lot of sleep. So I'm usually upstairs around nine, between 9.30 and 10, and I'm up quarter after six. But I may have to get up once, twice, sometimes three times to go to the bathroom. Okay, so you're, you're like I'm, a 10 to six. Yeah. Roughly. So you have yeah. eight hours. Eight, eight or more. Eight, eight and a half. Okay. Monty? Yeah. I have to watch myself because I get up at 5.30 to run. Mm-hmm. So, I, I see that. You and Karen. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to be in bed about 9 or 10 because if I'm pushing 11 o'clock, that's just not enough sleep. So you're about the, you guys are about the same then. Mm-hmm. So you, you're about 8, you're about 7? Yeah. Okay. I I fluctuate. The problem is I would, like I could go to bed. I'm typically, I fall asleep between 10 and 11 most nights, and I get up anywhere between 5 and 7. But my, this is my problem. I used to be very regimented. Like I used to get about 4.30. I was in the gym by 5. I like worked out. Got like came here. Did my, actually, I used to do yoga. I got my yoga my here. I used to do yoga here in the morning. Like I, was, I stretched a lot. Like I was big on that. I got to get back into it. But I was, I was sleeping probably six, six and a half hours. I don't think and that's then, enough. No. And then, so what happens is typically I go hard during the week. And then my Fridays and Saturdays, I, I, I tend to actually sleep more on Friday, Saturday nights. Like I don't go out. Like that doesn't happen. So like you kind of get to bed at like, and you don't have as much to do and you don't have to wake up the really the next morning. So I can kind of like go to bed at 10 and wake up at seven. So I might get like eight and a half to nine hours on those nights. So I feel like that rejuvenates me enough where I'm fine, but it's like weird. Like sleeps, like I used to function off at eight hours and then I started having kids and it was like, it went down the lakes. I could function off at six, thir- six and a half hours easy. I had insomnia for like two years. And I functioned on like 90 minutes. And really? Yeah, like, sometimes like medically, too. like like a problem, like you really had. It wasn't like, oh, I was this awake. Was every day. Like I would go to bed around 10 or 11 and maybe fall asleep, maybe not. And then I would be up at like 3 30, wandering around. The best sleep I would get would be between like 5 30 and 6 30. It was awful. What, uh, what causes insomnia? I, I had some anxiety. It was anxiety, yeah. like stress? Yeah, my dad was terminal yeah. with a yep. heart disease. I think we talked about yep. that, and I just did not sleep for like two years. So it's just kind of a stress-induced, which I would, yeah. I would think would be the, the and, cause of it. And then as quickly as it came, it went away. Yeah, just one day. Yeah, like, it just, and then I the started relief. sleeping. Yeah, it was, it was um, things leveled out, and it, I was able to sleep again, and it was like heaven. Have you ever had insomnia? I have not, thankfully, oh, because I don't think it's like anything. You, everybody, I think everybody has those nights where you don't sleep, yeah, where like you just right. feel like I wake up at two in the morning, I'm wide awake, and like I just don't get to sleep. And next thing I know, it's five o'clock, and I'm like, oh, may as well just get up. Yeah. <laughs> and but some oddly, those are the days I wake up and I oddly have energy. Like I find like I, I typically will find I get tired like middle of the afternoon, but I find like 
you wait, you go to bed at like 10, next thing you know, it's like 1130, you fall back asleep, next thing you know, it's one, then it's two, then it's three. And then it's like, you lay in bed and next thing you know, it's 435 and you just get up. But I'm like, I'm kind of up. I'm ready to do stuff because I just never really went to bed. So you see some strange things at like 3 a.m. For never example, somebody was watching my house one morning in the dark across the street. And I was like, just staring at your house? Yeah, walking, walking back and forth on the road and they'd look at my house. I don't know. I don't think anything. What's, what's the, the adage? Like nothing good happens after like nine o'clock. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of like there's really nothing good. Like you can go out. I mean, it's Kaylin, fun. Like, my mom and dad used to say that you don't need to be out until midnight. Nothing good happens after nine. So the other day home. I was, so one of my friends, he was up out of town, came up and visited. And so I was planning on going to dinner. And, and so I, I met up with him at five and I got home at one thirty in the morning. This was, what's today? Thursday? This was Tuesday. Oh yeah, that's a school night, Galen. Oh, I know. wasn't good. <laughs> so I, so I'm sitting there. So I leave. I leave here at one fifteen in the morning. I get home at one thirty. Like driving down, and I was gonna take the normal way home. I'm like, there's nobody on the road, so I went straight down Route Three. Like, hit all the lights are pretty much green, and it was just weird. Like at one thirty, I'm like, I'm never up this late ever. And if I'm up this late, I'm not driving. Like I'm home, and I'm just stayed up too late, and. uh that was weird, but I ended up sleeping in the next day to like 8, 8, 8.30. I had to. It was like 7. I, I got about 7 hours that morning, but it was like, those are odd days. But you think about it, like, who's up? Drove by, there's people at McDonald's. I'm like, go to bed. Like, why are you up? Why it's one thirty. Now I get it. There's shift work and stuff, and people go, like, in the evening shifts. But I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't be out right now. I'm like, I'm breaking the law. Like, I'm out too late right now. I was like, fine. Like, you know, no, no reason. I'm just, we were just talking about a lot of stuff. And it was, but it was the idea. It was like, I'm, I'm like, in my head, I was like, go to bed. Like, I was like, parenting myself I'm like you should have been in bed three hours ago <laughs> it's like weird when you like start scolding yourself I'm like and i saw this thing the other day when they go when you're a kid you're like i can't wait till i'm an adult i'm gonna stay up as late as i want and they're like now that i'm an adult that t- time's nine o'clock it is it is <laughs> the earlier the better do you enjoy going to bed early ish I, I have to like so i don't mind it i i do you have know, to, to do you know jared jared burns I don't think so. Monty, Jared Burns? Um, yeah, not familiar. Oh! Jared Burns, finance guy? No. Donlin Wealth? No? Okay, Mm-mm. Jared's a good buddy of mine. So Jared, he also has three kids. He goes to bed, I believe, at like 8.30 at night, and he wakes up at 3. Oh my goodness. Because he wakes up at 3, and like his routine is like wakes up, does some stuff for about a half hour, works out, and then like gets some stuff done, and then the kids wake up at like 7. So he's got four hours in before kids wake up, which is brilliant. I just can't get my bed, myself to bed at 8.30 because my thing is once the kids go to bed, which is typically 8.30, that's my, well, that's like, yes, I'm to put her arms up. Like that's when stuff gets done. But that's when I get to see my wife and that's when we get to kind of hang out and talk. So to me, it's like selfish to be like, all right, I'm going to bed like at 15 minutes from now because then I look at that as like, that's my time that I get to see her versus if I don't, then I wake up in the morning and I'm like out the house before she like is kind of present. So like, that's why I go to bed typically at that time, which is around the time she does because that's like my couple hours I get to spend with her. So it's like you're balancing stuff, but like I love the morning. Like I love that, like go to bed, wake up, but it's tough because you got to really start focusing on going to bed earlier and it's so hard. Oh. Like the morning stuff starts the night before. Like you really have to put that time to like, like I'm going to bed at this time. Maybe and, during the winter time because it's already dark out, but like the summertime, I don't yeah, know if tough, I could do it. It's yeah. nice. It's like nine o'clock, still laid out. Like, oh, let's, let's hang out, yeah. stay a little bit longer. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> different in the summer. Do you find that like, do you guys get affected by the darkness early? Do you get like, 
mopey or are you guys like okay with the dark i'm never mopey no yeah me Monty's either just never mopey yeah I've, I, I've never like leaving when it's dark out like i obviously i like it better when it's sunny out but like i don't get depressed when it's dark out because it's no. just kind of like it's cold yeah. i don't like the cold but i still just kind of fluctuate and go right through i don't think i get more tired either i just kind of like roll yeah i know some people have a hard time some people have that seasonal depression yeah. thing i'm lucky i guess like when I you get in the office it. when it's dark and you leave when it's dark it's almost like when you go to school in the morning like it's yep. You know what I mean? Like you go to school and it's like seven. It's like, oh, it's like kind of getting light. And then you can leave school or to leave sports or something. And it's like dark. You look basketball practice and it's like, yep. it's already dark out. Like, are you kidding me? Or like before you like leave baseball practice. You're like, it's sunny for another three hours. Like it, it's, it's a weirder time. But um, I don't like right now we're going to roll right up to like, what time does it get dark now? Six. Like six? Right around, right I before say, six. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you'll start seeing like the lights start to go down in here. Like not now, but like. Probably 30 minutes. You start to see it get a little darker and you start noticing it in here because he said it was dark in here. Old building. Not a good, not a lot of good lights. We have that light. That light's... I also have this little thing. Are you guys warm? I'm fine. I'm perfect. Okay. Yeah. This seems to be cranking because it's cold in the morning here. I bet it I is. I thaw myself out a little bit. Yeah. Also with the windows, I think it blocks in right here. But I like um, to be warm than cold. So, same. <laughs> what, what do you guys think is... Is there anything cool up and coming in, in the banking business that you think is like worth mentioning? Like any cool things away? Like, you know, like when people came out with like paying on your phone or doing anything like that, do you guys find that there's any like weird things that are coming out that, or cool things that you guys seen in the works for banking? Not that I know of. Do, do you find that banking's a, does it innovate a lot or no? Yeah. Technology is taking, is taking us, you know. At a higher level. Right. Like a quicker level. Things are done faster. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. are done more conveniently. Absolutely. You can deposit a check on your phone now. I mean, that's crazy. What, what's the, what's the, you can raise the ceiling on how much you can deposit each month or no from your phone. Um, it, sure. well, it's going to depend. So depending on every, the account, right. Every circumstance might be uh, different, so to speak. Like could businesses, reason I'm asking, could businesses technically deposit a higher amount Per phone, because I know like sometimes personal, they only allow you to deposit up to a certain amount from your phone each month. Correct. Could a business technically be higher? It could be, yeah. Because I know um, I have one app that like it's five thousand dollars a month is what mm-hmm. the max you could put in from a check. With my business is weird because it's commission based, so it's like I don't, I don't really have a budget. It's kind of like some months might be higher, some might be lower. So like some months I won't hit that, some months I could hit that. So then it's kind of like, all right, can you deposit that? Is there a balance or like? Because my thing is like I want to from like a business standpoint, doing certain things that like, again, I'm talking about efficiency and streamlining. Is there a max on that account? Yeah, oh yeah. You could ask it to be raised or you could have like, if you like prove that you could, that it makes sense to raise the amount. We at least talk to the customer to see exactly what's going on and what we can do to, to better fit your needs. Okay. So it is kind of flexible like that kind of stuff. Could be. Yes. I'm not asking you, Nancy. No, I don't do it. <laughs> like, like, I'll get you a loan. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've been mortgage. out of retail for years now. What What about, so you consider that retail as yes. part of, yep. which is checking and banking and yep. saving and like the, the general mm-hmm. personal financing part? Yes. Okay. I've never heard of that term before. So it's called retail banking? Retail banking. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always call it like personal banking. Same. Kind of one and the same? Yeah. All right. Now what about, what about loans and mortgages? Do you think there's anything weird or new or innovative in that field? Or things that you might anticipate futuristically, like this could be something that we see. So we e-sign, and that was huge for us to mm-hmm. be able to offer that to clients. And it was so nice during COVID to say, you know, we're closed, but we can do this all over the phone. 
and through email. Was that a COVID thing that that came up? No, we had it before. You did. Mm-hmm. Do you but remember? But it became more prevalent because it was the only way we could get things done. Do you remember doing real estate when we didn't have e-signatures? Yes, I do. Because I because now looking back at that, I don't know how we functioned. I would take so long to do a mortgage application. I had to write everything out by hand, like all of that stuff you see now, pr- like printed. That was all handwritten. All the contracts. I, I yeah. hand wrote so many contracts. And then you had the, I can't read your handwriting. Then you had the, <laughs> then you had the fax it back and forth. I'm like, if you fax it more than once, you can't read it. It's too faint. So we were getting that. And then you'd have formatting issues. And then you'd have like, a, well, is that the, and then we have the agents that would cross stuff off and write the date and they would circle the date. So any, or date, the price. So anytime you made an adjustment, all of a sudden you had all these marks and like, well, can you just rewrite a clean copy? And I'm like, then why do we just go through all this? Like, so it's, and then it was like, Hey, when are you gonna have that offer? I'll drop it off to you. At, and like, you became messengers. And it's like, how much time? Like now, it's like we have online. It's just like, do do do, sending it to you, send it to you, yeah. send it back. Boom, thank you. On. So it's, just like, it's speed. It's like quickness. And I can't. The online like e-signing thing blows my mind that people like so some people that like we still need a wet signature. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. It's 2021. Like you need like a physical ink on paper. No, like, I how- still do. You know, we still offer that. Although I do not have to handwrite applications. So. I'm good. Yeah. And it's just like, so like in a real estate world, like I'm looking at stuff where people have talked about like virtual showings. Is that going to be a thing? Or people are like, you start seeing like cameras, you start seeing like, is there going to be something weird in the like real estate industry that might evolve where like, will real estate agents be obsolete at some point? It's like, was my career kind of thing where it's like all of a sudden, poof, it won't happen again. And, um, and like you always like in my head, I'm thinking is, is that, would that ever happen? Part of me is like there's there's a chance because there's always a chance of something could potentially happen. But I look at that as there's so much of a human element to real estate because real realistically, in our business, if real estate because of the way that real estate's done, there's no price tag on real estate. So like when we went and got these coffees, like this might have been like one ninety five or something. Real estate, the asking price could be one hundred and ninety five thousand. Doesn't mean it's worth one hundred ninety five thousand. It's only worth that if someone agrees to that and then it's got obviously the bank involved with the appraisal but then you start looking at the nuances of it if there truly was this is the dollar amount would there ever be a time where you'd have like an appraisal type person that would go out and just start like hanging like price tags on houses and saying well that's it like you can buy it and that's what it's bought because then you'd have to take away that like then you're really wouldn't need an agent because you just go like okay where's all the listings now let me go find it oh it's two hundred and four thousand one hundred and eighty dollars okay can I get it a little bit less? Like, no, no, that's the price. It's like going to like the grocery store. Grocery store, like that. You're not gonna go to the grocery store and be like, oh my god, seventy cents for a banana. Like, can I get it for sixty five? Like, you don't do that, but like real estate, you do. So you do. There is a level of that, but there's also a level of anything with customer service. Yeah. It's hard to get rid of that aspect. People inherently want to deal with people. Yeah, they don't want to pick up the phone and get somebody different each time. If the, you know, if they seek out Galen Trombley, they want to speak to Galen Trombley. And, and that's, I don't think that will ever change. And well, I, and I think we're fortunate. Like if that. you go like to a banking situation, like I think you talk about like these grocery stores, like self-checkout, like you have the self-checkout grocery stores. I very rarely go to self-checkout. I'd rather just like have them do it, bag it and do all the stuff and just like give me the cards. I'm not like hitting stuff and asking someone to come over. So a lot of times I still like going to the person, but like banking, you could say like the teller, but then I would look at it as if you go to a teller and start hitting buttons, typically the, the way normal people work is I don't understand this, nor do I want to take the capacity to learn how to do it. 
you know what you're doing. Can you just figure it out for me? Like, sure. So then they do it. Because then it's the speed and it's customer service and it's the quickness to it. There's certain things that, yes, I don't mind hitting a button and doing something like, think of like a car wash. Could you hit the button and go through and not have to have the guys like do all the stuff in the car? In theory, you probably could at some point. Like maybe that could be an obsolete job because most of it is machinery right now. But I find that service industry things like, um, like you see like kiosks at like Panera Bread. You go and pick out what you want versus like going to someone and ordering. That's a little bit different because most people can figure out what they want to order and punch punch it in. But like banking, it's like, how do I open stuff? And it's money. It's people's money and finances. So it's right. like, that's not something you really want to just like click away and not know what you're doing. It's like, I don't want to hit a button and have my accounting done. I would like, hey, can you do my work? Because I want to make sure it's done right. Well, there's <laughs> the so many, level. just like at the grocery store, there's so many product offerings, you can say, that people need that that human touch to say, what's best for me? What is your opinion on this? That's or you go like the butcher and be no, like, this would be good. And yeah. like, ah, grab that one. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, but it's, you get people like that or like the coffee. Like if you go get a cup of coffee, I'm like, this coffee sucks. And you like turn to the person and be like, coffee's not good. Like, oh, let me make a new one versus a machine. Like, what do you sham up back in the machine? Like, give me another one? Like, it doesn't happen. So I think we're all safe in this, in, in what we do. I really I think do. It, I think in our lifetime, I'm, I'm always thinking about stuff like that because like, I don't want to be the one like all of a sudden I'm like, whoop, like, whoop was, was it pull your wool over your eye kind of thing where it's like, I didn't see that one coming. So I'm like always in tune and trying to look at stuff. There's this thing I saw a couple months ago. People are selling virtual real estate right now. Like there was something someone bought in a virtual land somewhere. Don't know where it was like millions of dollars. I think it was a million dollars, not millions, million dollars for a parcel of land in a digital world, which you're starting to look at like NFTs and you're starting to look at this crypto stuff where it's like, it's not like tangible. It's like, cause like people have talked about like you own like a moment in time with like an NFT cause it's like a picture and it's like a very crazy thing. But it'd be the same thing, like a virtual piece of land. Because the thing with real estate is they never make more. Like the idea is like they never make more real estate. Well, they they don't make more of the land of real estate. Land's land. But um, which I guess is not true if you listen to Matt Boyer because this land was built up. The Saranac River was twice the distance it was now. Really? The waterfront, you see that metal gate right there? Mm-hmm. That, that that path? That was, that was the waterfront back in the day. This is all man-made built up. Wow. Mind equals blown. Yeah. So that, I mean, right? really. There's fun fact <laughs> of the day. But when we go back, so... You know, take that out of the equation, but you go back to virtual world, like you think in real estate, they don't make more of it. Yes, you can make more buildings, which would then add value to that land that you could sell. But now it's like, wait, so this blew my mind. It's like virtual land. So I'm like, oh, so you, in theory, can make more, I guess I wouldn't call it real estate, but maybe more virtual real estate. Like, you know what I mean? Because it, because the thing is people only buy stuff if there's, if there's value put on it or if there's a demand for it. So somehow they came up with this fabricated, like, virtual world where there's like the sims back in the day but now you're actually spending money on it and there's people that own portions it's almost like playing a game but it's like if you want that house or castle or property you actually have to spend money on that and you're like okay well i'll buy it for millions because other people are like we're bidding for i'm like wow virtual, is that a man. real thing 100 percent. this was real what yeah i don't i, don't, I can't wrap my mind around that, that. Is a, but and why well, i can but i can't like Perfect example, people that collect art, like there's the most expensive, I think the, I think the uh, most expensive art by a living artist sold recently, I think it was like $90 million. Okay. But that's a tangible thing. Well, but this is also, but this is, yes, but this is where the connection is. So this, I know it gets, this is the Mandela effect <laughs> on this. We're diving into it deep right now. So, but you think about if you had, take the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa obviously has a huge amount of value on this, on this piece of art 
I've I've seen it. It's small. It's like I mean, you got to think. It's eighteen by twenty four. It's like a small canvas picture. It's like what we'd make at a, a, a paint and sip. Like that's about the size of it. So when you look at the Mona Lisa, why is the Mona Lisa worth as much as it is? At some point, that was a pure canvas with nothing on. Imagine like going into light pit. I'm taking. I mean, it's kind of weird, but like take the Mona Lisa and go back the history of the Mona Lisa back to whenever it was made 1400s or something like that. If you go back to that time period, at some point in time, that was like a piece of parchment paper. That's all it was. And it was rolled up in some corner room and or some person made it at the, I don't know, paper store and just threw it over there, not knowing that this would become this like idolized piece of artwork. And then some dude, Da Vinci, who can draw, started sketching out stuff, made this like, I would say cool photo, is it the best picture ever drawn? Probably not. No. I don't know. It's subjective. But at some point in time, this painting started to gain enough notoriety that it now became something of like, of of like fame. And then it got to the point, and now it's almost like a folk, like a folklore kind of thing, like Da Vinci, Da Vinci, Da Vinci. And you hear about this guy that none of us have met. And I got a book up there about Leonardo Da Vinci. I haven't read it yet, but I want to. But it's like this whole thing when like this guy did a piece of work that we in our minds have put so much like. You know, it's like a famous person. You put so much behind this person that now they become like idolized. So now it's worth a lot of money because it has the attention. So this this piece of art that was sold recently, say recently, the last few years, I I'm gonna I, it could be like this, whatever. But it's about this tall. It's a metallic rabbit. It's a metallic bunny rabbit. Like like it looks like. I don't know, like metallic peep or something like that. Like it's, it's, that's all it is. So it's like this guy made this metallic looking rabbit, but it's worth that much. So then you got to look at this guy for some reason, put this, the demand to himself so high that people valued it, therefore paid a stupid amount of money that I would look at that thing and be like, that's kind of dumb. Like, oh, I don't know. 10 bucks? I'll put it in the corner of the office. Like, like, yeah, I was like, I don't really, it's a rabbit, it's metallic, it doesn't really go with the decoration, I don't know, whatever. Like, but I don't have that, like, appreciation for whatever that is. So then you look at this virtual land, if you got all these people playing in this virtual land and they're like, well, I want the, you know, shoreline in Malibu and then it's like, in real life, it's worth a lot of money versus some, like, random spot in the middle of Nebraska or something. Like, there's gonna be a different value on it because of the demand. Now you're in a virtual world and now someone wants waterfront property in this virtual world, even because everybody's planning in this virtual world. Like, I don't know what you get out of it, but granted, I'm not in that space. But you look at that, like someone put the value on that, which is insane. And somebody's paying for virtual oh, this was land that they at, yes. can't actually do anything with? Well, they can do stuff with it, just not reality. <laughs> I mean, it's like a video game. It's like playing, like, you remember Sims? Remember Sims? Yeah. Yes. Like you, like you go in and... There's like, and I didn't really, I mean, I'm aware of the game. I didn't really play it, but like the virtual land or virtual reality, like a place. And I guess like if you were playing with other people and are now are connected and someone said, well, I want to own that property in this virtual world because you're playing this game. I could see someone saying, okay, well, yeah, in the game, yeah, we'll sell that property, but it's X amount of money. And then as the value increases and the amount of people increase, then it's like, that's now worth, I don't know, hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. I'll buy it. Next thing you know, like that spot, like people really want it. Like, wait, people want this now and it's worth 500 bucks. Now resell it to you for 500 because the demand keeps getting higher. More people want it. It's like monopoly, virtual monopoly for real money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I'm wondering like who's collecting this cash? Like who's the, and is this a company, 
this is someone that came up with this game and now all of a sudden people are playing the game and now they're now the person owns this game like owns the rights to the game of course but lets yeah. people into the game and now the people that are playing it's like inception people that are in <laughs> playing the game are the ones that will pay it because they value this virtual world along with hundreds of other thousands of other people wow it's weird it, it's that's wild totally weird a million dollars a piece of land i'm like I, I would rather just buy a nice house or a nice plot of land or that, something something you can touch i would even buy <laughs> i would even put like a million dollars on like some ocean front and build a house just go like put put a couple chairs down yeah why would you do that to yourself right that's money. well that's i'm, I'm assuming the million dollars to this person is like a drop in the bucket yeah that's oh. crazy maybe though. Yeah, i don't know like, i don't know I'm who sure bought it but. do you know so how many small. hungry people that could feed it's i mean in, now there's like a moral i think now it's a moral issue you know what else? Well, really? it, yeah. Like a lot I mean, of this stuff's also like. So the other day, um, did you see what Elon Musk? What happened with Tesla, oh, SpaceX? Wait. So him and Jeff Be- uh, Jeff Bezos were kind of flip flopping for richest person, whatever. So Hertz came in and said they were buying like X amount of cars because they wanted to start in the rental thing. Elon Musk, I believe, net worth went up from 170 mil to 288. Yeah, like, built like- almost 100 something billion dollars like overnight. That's but crazy. It's, it's all on paper. Right. It's not like he's pulling that out and writing a check. But when you look at that stuff, it's insane. I was looking at it yesterday. His net worth yesterday went up four point six million or billion dollar B billion dollars. I found five dollars in my coat pocket. You went <laughs> net worth went up five bucks. <laughs> Actually, maybe not went up, but now you knew about it because you owned it. It was there. Like I you know just what I mean? didn't know that it was there. It's there like, it it's is. Like bonus five dollars, right? And but you know, five dollars is like wow. Look, I find you know you might find a few dollars in your pocket. And you're like wow, that's super cool. It's my good day. But this guy, I think about that enormous number and it, it doesn't seem you know what's it also doesn't cool seem quite right about what i like about elon musk some people don't like him but i love i think he's fascinating is that he right now last year in 2020 sold seven properties that he owned and i think he has one he's probably already sold it basically sold all his properties off moved to texas and i believe this is still true lives in a $50,000 foldable house. It comes in a box and they unfold the house and it's like not that big. It's probably 400, 500 square feet and it's kind of like a studio apartment and he has it pretty much on campus at Tesla down in, uh, it's a really small place in, in, um, in Texas and he lives in that house. He sold seven or eight of his properties, owns no property, has all this money and he lives in a small house right next to where he works because he's very like he's one of those guys like he's a ceo or whatever but he's like down on the floor working with people and in production stuff all day long so he likes it like that's his thing so you look at like here's like that's a guy that's like so like i'm getting us to mars and like doesn't care like he's like i don't need stuff and he said that i don't need material stuff i could care less because i just want to get to mars he doesn't need it because he can have it and And do you think think that's that's some of it absolutely absolutely i do what do you think but there's a comfort level Right? I mean, yeah. no, I don't. Oh, absolutely. It's easy to say you don't need material stuff when you can have material stuff. Correct. It's, it's not a necessity they had to sell it off. Right. But I do value the idea that he's not valuing that where like you see people that go around and like flashing money and he's more focused on like, I don't really need the luxury stuff. Like I just want to keep, like I can get it, but like I want to just focus on the work and not focus on having this massive home that has 13,000 rooms and I don't even know. That is not even there that for I don't even know if I, yeah, I'm not even there for it. Like. I just hope gets mowed each that week. wealthy, super, like super uber wealthy people, I hope they do good. Like I, I, I hope that they, they give and do, do good I for think, others. I and, think, and, and I don't know that he doesn't, 
So I'm not I judging, would, but I hope they I hope they do. I think he's one that that does. You look at like the uh, the Gates Foundation, and you look at Warren Buffett. They're supposed to be giving a lot of money away to like most of their charitable stuff away. I'm looking at I'm like, how much money do you need, man? Like, right, like, right. I'm like, if you're happy and comfortable and like not stressing, then I think you're good. And like, I think any money you get should be put into helping other people also be comfortable and not feel like stressed out and like. And again, some of these, this is a lot of stuff on paper, but I look at those people, like I could see like a lot of them just like Elon Musk is trying to make things more efficient for the, like, like whether it's cars or whether it's like tunnels to like avoid like congestion of traffic. And like, and then he's starting to talk about, um, obviously like going up in the space and doing stuff up in space and like really exploring that aspect. Cause he's looking at it as if the world was like disintegrate he goes i think his famous line is it didn't work out too well for the dinosaurs meaning like you have to like mm-hmm. like you got to keep and he said that you can planet hop to infinity and beyond he goes like going to mars is not the first thing you go to mars and then you figure out how to go to the next planet and you would keep just hopping from civilization to civilization and just keep building up a new worlds which in my mind i'm like so small I'm like that's that's great i would just love a bridge to vermont I know. <laughs> I, I mean, he's talking about planet hopping. I'm like, I just want to go to Vermont on a bridge from uh, Plattsburgh. That's all. I, I so the bridge in Plattsburgh. That's a good call. So thank you. The you know, and, and there's a lot of people that <laughs> thought you. like obviously like it. I believe right now that there's obviously a privatized company that owns the, the way we get there now. Yes, the way we get there now. Um, Ten twenty five cash one way. That's like that's what it is. And mm-hmm. like every time you go. And I look at it as, I know, is there a way, like if I'm New York State and I'm Vermont, I'm pulling up those people and being like, how much money to put a floating bridge? Or do you just say, all right, you're on Cumberland Head, let's go up to Point of Rush and let's just run a, a floating bridge across Point of Rush to North, North Hero. Like, Wouldn't you pay, you know, 1025 to get there maybe a little bit? more toll? direct yeah like a I, toll bridge i look at like if you make it a to- i think you could make it a toll bridge just to help pay for it and everything else because right, that makes that does make sense like you have them down like new york city and connecticut and like a lot of those yeah. places but i think you put a, a toll bridge i'm looking at the 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 shared commerce that that would bring yeah but you know we would go there they would maybe come here like we've, many- we've got some good things to offer on on this side of the lake as well most definitely yeah, yeah. And, and i look at going to like there's times going to vermont if I go to Vermont, I think this is everybody's mindset. Like, I don't go to Vermont regularly. Like, it's a it's a one off. You go for dinner, or go yeah. for like yeah, pick something up, or it's just you know not going every day. And I look at it like, oh, I'm gonna have to spend X on the ferry. Everybody said like for one trip, like oh, but we got to spend. By the time we pay for everybody in the car and get there and get back, it's like thirty something dollars just to go over and back just from that. And it's like I'm just gonna drive up over over mm-hmm. you know the bridge up Ross's Point and. But then you're looking at time and like how much that like and, that, and then people deter because I don't want to spend money to go on the ferry and then you stop people from wanting to travel and then you have the people that would travel every day for work if they could both ways and I look at that as like okay so every day and you might get some kind of I think there's a there's a commuter like season pass or something I think you can buy or there was at one point but if you were to do that how much more commerce would be opened up between at least Vermont and here where like I mean to me like Plattsburgh to Burlington you have a, it's like um, someone said the other day, it's almost like the Twin Cities. You could almost have it like, you know, I, obviously it's not as big as like Minneapolis and St. Paul, but you could have that same feel of like, hey, there's two major, no, I mean, Northeast cities or Vermont cities that are just like interconnected by this like floating bridge, which I would think would be cheaper than putting pillars in the ground and stuff and make it kind of one of those like tech, 
cool like engineering feats. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Yes. But I don't know what the I don't know what the logistics. I don't know what the legal legality part of it is. But I'm like, you know, if we can travel planet to planet, they can figure it out. I know. And it, right. But it's, it's but I don't know. Is there like century. is there some legal statute of like you, we can't like this company has like something that you cannot put some other like pathway between, which seems outrageous that you couldn't put something like off a point of rush. I'm like, all right, Cumberland Head's taken, but this one's not, and let's do it. Or or make it a little bit longer and go right from like here and like hop on a imagine hopping on a bridge right here big passes this place goes on a bridge and it brings you right up to like i think a bridge that would bring people to our downtown that would just be well, the a port game henry ferry went right to the downtown burlington like you took the well, they're not running it right now but you oh the port kent the port kent one the ferry it was like an hour one way yeah it was an hour but like you could, you could walk you could drive on it i mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. um I mean, you had like an upstairs bar area and like just kind of our downtown though, you know, we want to revitalize our downtown and I'm all for it because it's, it's kind of used to be, and it is still fun down here. Like if, if there's this, different restaurants and, but they've talked about like the city buying some of the waterfront. Like if a city could buy it and somehow figure out. And again, I know I'm just, there's a bunch of like wish, huge wish list stuff, but yeah, we're going to be on everybody's hit list though. The, after this conversation, there's, <laughs> it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. So, but I'm kind of looking at like if, if, if something could happen here and then like right down in there, I think it'd be cooler than putting something. I don't think you put it right there. But I'm saying like you could almost connect it right, like you said downtown. Yeah. And then imagine you could connect from downtown Plastery to downtown Burlington. And there oh. was a bridge that went right from one to the other. And it took you 20 minutes to cross. Probably a little extreme. But still, it's the idea of like, you go boom, Have boom. it right there. Yeah, right there. I think you'd almost just run it up to like, you know, inside Cumberland Head. Or just a little bit south. But it's a little more flat down there. I don't know. What's the shortest point between the two on the lake? I'm not quite sure it's, where that would be. Cumberland Head. Would it be? Yeah. But but if it was... Well, what about Valcor? Well, then, then you're jumping. I mean, it would be. I mean, you'd have to... Right? Go like that? It's not it's, it's really it? that long right there. No. You almost could like go down by like Osable Point and have something down there and just rip, rip, rip right over it. Because that... You could easily, from Osable Point, get there. And that makes more sense because it's a pretty more direct route. Interesting. You two were on to something. Well, I mean, I've heard, I mean, I, think, I think other people were on to yeah. it too. Yeah, but, but just your thoughts of, you We're going to pressure. I, don't, I just think like there's got to be, could someone really have a monopoly that for that much distance for somewhere where you like, you can't put something else in like. Apparently, yes. It's a, But it's basically saying like you own the water. Like it's crazy. Like I don't, I haven't deep dived into it. So there's got to be a reason why it hasn't happened yet. But part of me thinks. Maybe it is a logistics piece. If I'm New York, I'm like, here's, I don't know, $10 million, shut it down. Like, here's 10 mil, close it, we're putting a bridge up. Like, just pay them off. Buy it back. I don't know. Virtual world. <laughs> it's just like, it's weird. I just, I just think it's Put like, them in there. <laughs> but I just think like for like a commerce thing, it makes way more sense. And then you have, like, then you have people like me or people where it's like, I might decide to go and do Vermont real estate because it's a drive across the bridge. Right. And it takes me a half hour to bridge. I'm in Burlington. Not even mm-hmm. that. I mean, what? how much would it? Probably a half hour. If you could take the bridge from here to go to Burlington, max, from I, a distance. I don't know. Because if you go to the ferry, if you catch the ferry right and drive down, it might be like 45, 50 minutes with the 15 With the minute. right timing. Yeah, with the right timing. That's stopping drive. Because I think it's about 12 minutes from like start to start. Start to start. Start to finish. Not counting the loading and the unloading. So you're probably about a you know 20-minute process in that whole thing. And then you probably have a 25-minute ride down to Burlington. If you took that away, you could get to Burlington in a half hour by a drive. Then all of a sudden, it's like 
the hospitals are more connected. Then you have all the businesses right. more connected. And then it's like, oh, I know we can go to Plattsburgh and they have these cool things. And then you talk about having like potential entertainment space and concert venues and things like that. Well, people want to have to go to higher ground. They could come to, I don't know, the, the, Strand. the Lake City. The Strand has the Strand. awesome things going on yeah, we're these yeah. days. They do. Yeah. We're going to a show in a couple of weeks there. Yeah. And it's like. But you, you might be able to drag more, and some people might be more apt to do it. So, like, yeah, we could just easily get there and back and forth. I don't know. I'm hoping. That's a wish list. That's a wish list. But I think if we did that, that would be a major economic push. I got to talk to somebody that knows more than I know about that topic. And let me know, because I know zero. I just have ideas. That you I don't have know. a wish list. You're like, this a wish would be list. great. Yeah, it would be, it would be awesome. Because I love going to Burlington. I love all the little places around Burlington. But oh, like, super cute. And most people say, well, I don't go to Plattsburgh. Like, we've, over there, like, oh, yeah, I know Plattsburgh. But, like, I don't go to Plattsburgh. Because, like, a lot of them, I, unless they have to come for work, I don't think a lot of people from Vermont are making this a trip to come to Plattsburgh. And that's, that's a big, dis, I say disadvantage. You know, I just think that, like, there's a lot that they could do here and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, too, when you start talking, like, just hiking and stuff. Like, Green Mountains are cool, but they're not the Adirondacks. Like, it's a totally yeah. different vibe. So if you come over here and, like, okay, I can go down and go hiking and now explore you know, kind of the Adirondack coast aspect of it. Like, it's just different. It makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spewing out thoughts. I'm, I'm ripping on some caffeine right now, so we're good. But, um, ladies, wrap it up there. Unless you want any more conspiracy theories you want to talk, out, talk about. Anything else we got to change? Oh, my God. I could go on for hours about conspiracy theories. What's your favorite one? Princess Diana was murdered. You think so? Absolutely. Because wasn't her driver uh, drunk? That's the rumor. Supposedly. Rumor has it. Rumor has it, but. <laughs> it was like a kamikaze driver, just like. Psh. I mean, I, blood I, tests can say anything if it's not your blood. It's mm. like making a murderer. You ever seen that? Yes, I have. Was it planted? You never know. You don't Did know. Did you ever see that? I did not. It's on Netflix. Get, yeah, it's pretty like, you get into it, then they have season two and you get into it and then you realize that the other side, like didn't, like there's obviously like they're packaging it up in a, a documentary to make you, you know sway one way or the other but it's pretty yeah, there's some stuff in there where you're like that makes yeah, sense it and makes could have sense done. Hmm. you never Prin- know princess diana dying i went through she died in a tunnel in paris and i actually drove through the tunnel when we went over for a school trip i'm like oh this is the tunnel she died in i'm like really and like i was a little kid when she died um but that i i could see that like a hit within the inside or something because yeah. there was political issues all the political things i think a lot of stuff happens that we don't know about that we i and again, I'm not, a cons- I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that there's a lot of things that happen that I think has government interference in all around the world. Mm-hmm. And again, when it talks about, then you start seeing stuff on the news and the news, a media, because it hits so many people, there's so much like bureaucracy and, and power between the news companies because again, news is a business, so they're making money. Yeah, the government, they understand that. And it's like how, you know, you can pay a lot of money to have people not run certain stories. And like, I don't think that that's, you know, not just for reality t- or not reality TV. I don't think that's just for dr- dramatized series on Netflix that we see that. I think it's actually happening. So when you look at conspiracy theories, it's like, here's some hush money not to say it or not to run a story. And then, or to run a story. And all of a sudden you start changing public perception of stuff. And then, because people are just like, well, I saw it on the news. Is it true? And then people like are at each other because of stuff they saw on the news. That's a narrative that they're trying to pick. And then it's like, that gets frustrating. That's why stuff like this is great because there's no, I, I just hit play and we go. <laughs> so this is very raw. There's no, there's no production here. And I'm not that smart, so I don't know how to do it, if I, even if I could. But 
Um, do you have a conspiracy theory? I do one? not. None. No. I'm not really into them, but yeah. I think the one that we always see, and I try because it was like, I try, well, there's, the only one I can really think of that I really try to deflect out is September 11th because there's always stuff on September 11th. And I'm to the point that I, again, was young at the time, but that was something that even to this day, like still like, I, I don't like watching stuff on it. No, I don't like I watching specials. Still. Like people like, I like watching movies on it. I'm like, no, I don't. Like that, like that's almost like a day that I'm just like, I just push away. That has away. to be sacred. Like, yeah. And if it, it, and if it was conspiracy, I, like then you take out the conspiracy aspect and there was people that died. And I'm like, at the end of the yeah, day, I'm not, no, there's right. people that died. I'm like, not into not it. Okay yeah. That, that day has to just remain. But people like try to like dig up crap and like, oh, the, this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, eh, I'm not, I'm not even interested. Yeah, even if I, there's something else that we don't know about, I'm not interested. Cause then you just look at like the, like what happened that day and yeah. it just like makes me uncomfortable. Some things you just have to let go. Like, yeah. and I don't mean forget. That is not what I mean about 9-11. But yeah, I like think trying you to just like uncover to, and undig yeah, stuff. And just, I'm like, just like get rid of that. And like what took place, even if it did take place and I was wrong, like you still, yeah, what lost, overshadows that is like the people, not mm, the event. It was a tragedy all around. We lost so many, so many lives. So many people's lives were affected. For a dumb reason, no matter what. No like, matter what. Yeah. It so it's like, it's just and that's okay. the thing that I'm like, that's the only one that I always see. And I'm like, yeah, like man on the moon, have at it. I don't care. But like. You know, like anything that has to do with that, like even like the death stuff, it's like, eh, like, like, like John F. Kent or JFK. It's like, eh, like someone shot him. Like I don't, like at the end <laughs> right. of the day, like at the end of that's the, the day. problem. Like who did it? How, who's like at the end of the day, that's what happens. Like, ugh. but on a lighter note, um, you ladies are great. Thank you for everything. Thank you thank for you having, having um, us. Thank you for coming and drinking cider with us <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, spewing all the all the you know trying to get a bridge across the Lake Champlain. <laughs> this is it. This is this is what we need to do. It's Maybe gonna tip. This is the somebody tipping point. will hear us. This is the tipping point, right? Nance, Nance, let's talk about that for a second. You're like, this is I'm not gonna be good. Nobody's gonna like it. Then all of a sudden, I like check the numbers. I'm like, I'm like Nance, you're you're up there. Well, I I was she on was, a conference call with my with um my Lake Placid friends, my manager Tim Taylor, and my buddy from Lake Placid, Alex Neno, and I'm like, and there was a few others quite a few others I'm like yeah I'm doing the podcast again and who knew I was interesting like you're I very did interesting did they watch it or listen to it yeah yeah Nancy, it was like you looked at it and like sometimes it catches me off guard because I'll go on and I'll be like that was a, like I it's not like what I see for numbers because I don't really do it like numbers if I went by the numbers it wouldn't make sense meaning like I get people on that I like to talk to and then if they, like people listen great not, I, don't, I don't care so I like sometimes I'll look at them like that was a great they were amazing and I've got so much information out of them I thought they were so compelling and then I look and I'm like oh they're actually in the low end of listeners and I'll get someone I'm like well that was fun but like whatever and then all of a sudden I'll be like and I'm like so like it always catches you off guard because you were like like nobody's gonna listen to this I'm like well I have a big family I'm like I'm like you like you'll be surprised and and you're like so then you're saying that I'm like oh I'm like. Maybe she won't. And then I like looked at it. I'm like, hey, Nance, by the way, like take that. You're number one. <laughs> at the time, yeah, you were like a heavy hitter. Wow. I, I would say you were probably in the top. It's, it keeps going up. You'd be pro- you're probably in the top 10 right now. Wowzer. So I, of all I, time. that's awesome. But since then, I've had a couple that like jumped up to like 120, 130. I mean, there's some higher ones, but it was like, I think you just like kind of pushed the, you know, you opened I the door. I set the bar, right? You, you, I think at the time you were in the top five. Wow. wow. Which is crazy. I've been, this is what, 170 episodes, Nance? That's, That's high percentages. Good. Yeah. High percentile for your math people out there. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to end there. Thank you, uh, Nancy, Monty. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, yes. They're at Community Bank. Monty's down on Margaret Street. Nancy's Thank up you. on Route 3. Nancy's in the very back, but you can find her if you ask for her. <laughs> and where, where, where are you in the, in the building? 
I'm in the front of the building. Oh, it's even better. We got yes. one in the front and one one hidden away, but not hidden away because she doesn't want to talk to people, but <laughs> she's got a lot of work to do. So that's it. Episode 170 of the Gail and Trombley Show with Nancy. Nancy, I'll oh, put the names together. Nancy and Monty, we're out. We should do that. Thanks for listening to the Gail and Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.